Earlier today, there was a massive explosion in Beirut. This was shocking and speculation was running rampant. Even right now, we think we have we have an official report. We think we know what happened. But even President Donald Trump is saying this looks like an attack. We don't know for sure. It's been denied. Some people think that Israel may have been involved. But now I think Lebanon and Israel have both said no. This could be maybe just to avoid expanding conflict. But what we understand right now is that it was a massive cache of ammonium nitrate, which blew up. And there's a lot to talk about in this regard, because some some experts, journalists, people who cover the area immediately called out that this was not a fireworks explosion. You see, when this bomb, uh, this explosion, I don't want to say this bomb, but when this explosion first happened, you had some people kind of jump the gun saying it was a nuclear explosion. Okay. Hold tactical, on. tactical nuke. Yeah, right, saying. right. No, 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 no. No. It's like you got you to chill. Immediately, a bunch of weapons experts were like, Ugh, no, no. But it was massive. They say it was like the biggest. I, I think I have one tweet pulled up. I'm not sure. The biggest explosion anyone there had ever seen. Even people who had lived through the Civil War were like, this was, this was insane. So the first report comes out saying it's like fireworks or something. People don't buy it. And I've got some journalists speculating saying, no, we think... You know, look, man, earlier in the day, Israel had warned Lebanon and Iran that they will do whatever necessary and not to test them. And then all of a sudden you hear reports that sources on the ground are saying they're hearing planes. Then there's this massive explosion. A lot of people think that it was a targeted airstrike on what was essentially a weapons cache. So the question is, if it really was this massive unsecured storage of ammonium nitrate in a port warehouse how did no one know it was there for so long? And I mean, even if it was meant to be some kind of, you know, they're going to make weapons out of it or do something with it, it was un- it was it was unsecured on a port. So we don't we don't know exactly what happened yet, but we do have a bunch of tweets, and we'll talk about what the president said. We got a bunch of other stories. Andy No, among others, testified before the Senate to ju- uh, Judiciary Committee, and it was I gotta say, man, nightmarishly partisan. Night. I mean, so. Uh, mm-hmm. What's up? I said, wow, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it opens with the de- what this one Democrat senator, just every word out of his mouth was a lie. And I, I was shocked. I'm like, we have videos of this. Yeah. I can't take it, man. I know you, you've been, you've been uh, you know, 30,000 likes and Adam pops on the MAGA beanie. Yeah. Not me, though, but I'll tell you what, I, I, will, I, will, uh, I will absolutely vote for Trump because of how brazen and deceitful and dishonest and, dare I say, callous these Democratic politicians are that they will not condemn the extreme violence that we've seen. And every time they get asked, they go, how many people have they killed? None. Simply because you don't read the news doesn't mean the answer is zero, because Andy No points out several instances where people have died. Now, here's, here's a kind of messed up thing. A couple of instances, it's these people killing themselves. Yeah. Like, not like suicide-like. They're just really bad at trying to do whatever it is they're doing. But there was one mass shooter who was, you know, very active online as Antifa. But, you know, it's crazy to me. It's like, listen, man, sure, that's that's I'm glad they have not been successful in killing people. But you have to understand they go around beating people, throwing bricks at people. They've harassed people relentlessly and they engage in low tier terror. Yeah, they're not they're not going out to kill people. They're going out to frighten people and to further fear, essentially. You know, I was reading this uh, study that said torture is less effective than the fear of torture. There that when 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 you know they want to interrogate somebody, they want you to anticipate pain because it's actually more stressful than the pain itself. And it's working. 
Exactly. Look at so, the Cato Institute. You know, we got most people are fear. I mean, they're they're saying that it's because they don't want to offend anybody. But it's almost like Antifa is just trying to make it take it a step further. Like, OK, now they're 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 not speaking out because they think people will be offended. Now, let's drive it home yep. to make it so that if they even think about voting for Trump, for it, that's basically what this is about. They then don't want we're going to come after them. They don't want you to tell people. Exactly. That you feel that way so that people feel alone and scared. Yeah. I know this because I've had an Antifa guy straight up tell me this last year. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I, I know. A bu- I, so it, it's really funny. I got I got a letter and somebody was like, why won't you name Antifa? And I'm like, because Andy, no, follow him on Twitter. Yeah. He's like named and called out all these organizations. He knows a million times more than I do. Yeah. But I've talked to some of these people and they say straight up. They know that by scaring people, threatening them, cancel culture. They won't speak up, and they, they're desperately trying to create the perception that you're alone. Yep. I'm not even kidding. That's what I was told. They said, if people feel like they're on the wrong side and they have no support, they'll, be, they'll panic, and they'll just say whatever needs to be said. So that's why they can't allow people to express themselves. And there's a really funny meme going around. It's a, it's a Crowder changed my mind, and it says, you are safer wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt at a Trump rally than you are wearing a MAGA hat at a you know, anti-Trump rally. That's definitely true. One hundred percent fact. Yeah, definitely. not even not even in question. Like we mm-hmm. mentioned this video, so I definitely want to go through you know what the, some of the stuff that Andy said. We've got some tweets about it, and man, it's it, it was difficult to watch. And and I, th- I think at some point I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a, a breakdown over how triggered I am by that interview Trump did. With, I, I love it when you get triggered. So so Axios did an interview with Trump. Cringy. And 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 well, so look, tr- I don't think Trump did well, but. Trump's the kind of guy that he just he'll walk in, sit down and talk. Yeah. And he's he was it seemed he seemed to be unprepared. That's mm. fine. But man, this journalist guy, this Jonathan Swan. Well, it's like he would he that Swan went into that trying to trip him up. It's like it was clear he was trying to get gotcha. Gotcha. Ha. Yep. Gotcha again. Ha. It's like, yeah, but it was so obvious that that's what his goal was. Fake adversarial. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Because if you really wanted to help people understand like when Trump said more testing equals more cases, you could simply say, so what, what you mean to say is that if we weren't testing at all, no one would even know we had the cases. Is that fair to say? Right, and the president exactly. would be like, exactly. Instead, he goes, who? What? What books? Hmm. No. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, stop. Oh, it is triggering. Yeah. I'm already getting triggered thinking about it. <laughs> I see it. But this dude gained like, oh, like tens of thousands of followers from it. Oh, man. Yeah, so it worked out really, really well for him. Huh? Well, anyway, we're going we're gonna to get started by talking about the big breaking news. So, Before we do, though, I just want to say happy oh. birthday, Kendall. Oh. I saw your super chat, How and cool. I'm going to spin the UFO for you. Oh, nice. All right, continue, Tim. People are trying to lie and say that I'll put the MAGA beanie on at 30,000 likes. <laughs> that is not the case. Well, no. Adam will. They're making up this, like, Lydia will put it on at 50,000 <laughs> no. likes. Tim will put it on. Look. I'm the one that looks good in the Magabini. That's right. right. It is. <laughs> you rock it. So, and I've already committed to the 30, 30K likes. I swap hats. Sargon made a video. It's okay. I don't know. I, I'm sure most of you know Sargon. Uh, he made a video saying, like, what, what, what was it titled? Like, Tim Pool wears a Magabini or something? Yeah, it's I don't finally know. He finally puts it on. And then it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's the picture I just posted, my new profile picture. And he, like, CGI'd my beanie to be a Magabini. You look I so, thought it was hilarious. You look so sad. And serious. <laughs> There's like serious. I didn't do yeah. anything. There's an essence of sadness and an essence of 
like disappointment. Yes, there yeah, it is. Yeah. Disappointment. And Good. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> is that, that where you is that where you're at right now? Mentally? Yeah, no, no, no. That photo was was uh, so yesterday. The default thumbnail because sometimes YouTube will default a thumbnail was Adam jamming. And what's wrong with that, Tim? Because I don't want what people is to, wrong with that. I don't want people to think that we're you were jamming tonight. right now. Yeah. Uh, well, and I if mean, you clicked if, it, if they wanted it, I would I would have jammed for them. <laughs> so well, so I decided I just I just <laughs> leaned over. I was like, is this working at the the right thirds? And then I just looked at the camera and pressed screenshot, and then I just made it. And everyone's like, you look so angry and. So, so sad. And I was like, perfect. I'm going to make this my new this profile my, picture. This is just my normal <laughs> face. This is just looking you have like, resting sad face. I do. Re Aww. Resting. No, it's more like resting. Disappointed face. Yeah, disappointed face. <laughs> like, <laughs> with, a, with an essence of sad. Yeah. Aww. Well, you know yeah. what would make me feel a lot better? If Trump wins? No. Well, that's where my go-to is It's, it's right an now. easier one that people can engage in right now to make me feel better. Uh, if, if they smash the like that's button? That's correct. Yes. Yeah, smash there we go. The like How button. did I not go with <laughs> that Trump first? Wins. Man, come on. It's, you know, I'll be honest. It's not so much if Trump wins. It's that if all of this, like, extremism from the left stops. Yeah, that's... How, and that's we'll see. That, I mean, we'll see. but here, here's, here's the thing, you know, like, 10 years ago, I'd look at what I, everything Trump is right now and I'd be like, not for me. And the, the only reason that's, that's changing today is because... The left is adopting an overt white supremacist ideology. Yep. And they're repealing civil rights law. I mean, that's that's legit. They're arresting business owners. They're giving themselves special privileges under the law that no one else gets. That must be stopped. Otherwise, this country dies straight up. We yeah. can't. Th right. These DAs that are releasing Antifa and saying no charges for you. We can't have that. Them, you know, painting their political messages and then denying anybody else. It's getting above and beyond fascism, man. Yep. And it's them. It's them. What has Trump done? Defended his own courthouse. And they say that's fascism. Yeah. No, that's that's crazy, man. Well, I, I could. I, I had a lot of things as far as what he's done, but specifically what, what we're talking about, I guess. I'm, the, I'm saying negatively. Right, like, right, That right. makes him okay. a fascist. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like, dude, first of all, you can't claim that the things he does that Obama did make him a fascist. Otherwise, you're saying Obama was a fascist. Now, if you want to say Obama was a fascist, I mean. all right. And then we can talk about <laughs> we can talk about the things Trump has done for sure. There's it, there's that smiley attitude that I liked him. Yeah. I don't like <laughs> Obama. I know Obama you was don't. awful. I know. Yeah. yeah. But Trump Trump is coming around and doing doing uh, doing things a little bit better. He does seem like attitude wise, he's not the same guy he was back in 2016 where he was really aggressive, you know. Well, because he's he's starting to realize how he can implement implement what he wants done. He has a lot of good ideas and he couldn't do them from a businessman standpoint, which is where he was. Now he's becoming a president and he's yep. doing it how how a president should do it. I don't know. I think a bunch of people are going to get a bunch of people are going to get arrested if he gets reelected. So they're 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 willing to do anything. Like that that war games we talked about the other day, yeah. where John Podesta told all the people in the room, "No, I won't concede. I'd rather I'd rather have these the West Coast secede from the Union." It's like, man, that's 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 the kind of attitude of somebody who's more concerned about themselves than the rest of this country. Because I'd be like, no way, man. We can't have the Union fall apart. Anyway, make sure you smash the like button because once we reach 30,000 likes, Adam's going to put on the MAGA beanie. I, I, I'm a little distracted, I'll be honest. I, a lot of people are super chatting us right now about uh, the Starship success. Um, oh, right I wasn't on. able to watch it. I was I was tuned in earlier, but then, you know, we come in and, you know, brainstorm for, you know, about an hour before the show starts. And now everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, oh, I got to. I gotta watch the starship. I want to see it. So they, they, I guess they successfully 150 meters up did, and down. Yeah, did the wow. the hop. Oh, cool. So I haven't seen it. I'm a little bummed. I haven't seen it. Uh, I was watching uh, Trump talk. Trump had a 
press briefing today. McKennedy had one also. Lots of Beirut yeah. happened. A lot of stuff. Yeah, today was hap- crazy. Yeah, today was a crazy day. So um, I'll check it out after afterwards. But well, go, what, go what ahead, you guys can smash it. the like button. Smash it. Smash it. Smash and, it. Uh, smash. Don't forget to hit the uh, smash it subscribe button yeah. and the notification smash. bell as well. We do the show every Monday through Friday smash. at eight p.m. But let's uh, Thanks, let's Lydia. let's <laughs> read this year's story. So this is pretty serious because I think the last the last uh, point we checked was seventy plus had died. So this is a serious tragedy. Over two thousand have been injured. Two thousand injuries. Yeah, the hospitals are are full now. Totally. It's it's yeah, a shame for you know so sending out you know our thoughts to all those people that have been harmed to, today and all the for those the that explosions. Aren't, haven't, haven't been following. It was a massive explosion in Beirut on one of the uh, the port is completely destroyed. There's a bunch of videos. There's slow mo videos. Man, this this video is is horrifying now. What's disconcerting is whether or not this was an attack. Trump says massive explosion in Beirut appears to be an attack, but local officials are still investigating from USA Today. They say Trump said Tuesday that U.S. military officials advised him that a massive explosion in Beirut uh, Beirut appeared to be an attack, though he offered little detail to explain how his administration had come to that conclusion. This, you know, I got to stop. I just, I hate the media so much. Yeah. Is Trump going to give you classified information right. every single step of the way? He's like, here's what the advisors have said. Trump, without evidence, is claiming the military told him it was an attack. Shut up. It's the president. Yeah, they, we don't know how he decided that. They like to forget that part of it. Yeah. Like, no, no, he's just Trump. And it's like, okay, he's also the president of the United States of America. You think that he's going to let you know everything he knows? No, come on. Uh, it, it's, it's so insane. Agreed. I've got, I've got a couple tweets from local journalists saying, here's what may have happened. How did, how, did, how did the military advise? Shut up. They have satellites, dude. They can spy on people. At least 60 people were killed and thousands were wounded in an explosion that caused widespread damage in the Lebanese capital. Trump said he had been briefed by our great generals and that they seemed to feel that the, explosions, the explosion was not an accident. According to them, they would know better than I would, but they seemed to think it was an attack. Trump told reporters at the White House it was a bomb of some kind. The blast followed a fire that broke out in the city's port area. Based on multiple videos from the scene, it looks like a terrible attack, Trump said during his opening remarks. Our prayers go out to all the victims and their families, he said. The United States stands ready to assist uh, Lebanon. Though the cause of the explosion is yet to be officially determined, Abbas Ibrahim, chief of uh, of Lebanese general security, said it might have been caused by highly explosive material that was stored at the port after it was confiscated from a ship. In a tweet on the Lebanese presidential account, the, the, the material was identified as ammonium nitrate citing Prime Minister Hassan Diab as saying, it is unacceptable that a shipment of ammonium nitrate estimated at 2,750 tons has been present for six years in a warehouse without taking preventative measures that endanger the safety of citizens. So that's, that's the gist here. This is the most important part is Trump saying it looks like an attack. Yeah. Now, however, he said it looks like a bomb of some kind. That may be just him. I think if he's being told by some military generals it looks like an attack, it could be they watched it and said it looked, looked like an attack. Maybe in the experience of these generals at first, you know, glancing of the video, a lot of people speculated that. I don't know to what degree they they may have, you know, look, they, we've got spy satellites, we've got yeah. spy drones and all that stuff. Well, he specifically said based on what the bomb looked like, the, the way that the, the way that it exploded and went up. Well, he didn't say that the, about it going up, but he was saying based on looking at the bomb itself, the, the type of explosion, that's what they were going off of, which makes sense because it did go up. It didn't go out. So yep. it did, it did yes. seem, you know, controlled. Well, some people were a lot. There was a lot of speculation that it was a grain silo okay. because that would cause it to go boom straight up into the air. Okay. And it didn't spread out. 
it went up. The shock wave went out and ripped everything apart, which was crazy. Yeah. And then because the blast went straight up, some man, there's this uh, this there's this guy. I'm not going to say his name, but he was one of the guys who was praising the riots until they came to his house. Okay. And then he started freaking out. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. He tweeted that it was a nuke. And when a bunch of experts were saying, stop, please, it's not a nuke, yeah. he started telling them off. He's really? like, nope, nope, looks like it's got a mushroom cloud. It's like, dude, you have, you're, you are, it. there were, there was a, there were a bunch of experts talking about how it looks like it had an oxidizer. They're like, this explosion seems to be like this. And there's some interesting things I want to highlight. So first we have this from B, B, uh, Bill Neely, NBC, just, just uh, basically giving us NBC confirmation of what the, uh, the prime minister said. 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate left unsecured for six years. How is, how is that? How can that be real life? I, that I know, seems right? insane to me. Yeah, agreed. But so I've got some, uh, some tweets I want to highlight. This is from Ahmed Shihab Eldin. He says, I hate speculating, but trusted sources on the ground whose homes are destroyed are claiming the firework storage story in Lebanese media doesn't make sense. And they had heard planes before raising their suspicions. This was an attack on a hidden, we- on hidden weapons, possibly. Now, here's the important part of this. Was it an attack? We don't know. It, whatever caused the explosion, some people say it may have just been a regular old fire. Fires happen, man. But what, what's interesting is that Ahmed Shab al-Din tweeted this at a time when everyone was saying it was a fireworks explosion. It was just fireworks in a warehouse. And in one of the videos, you can see popping and sparkling. People were saying it looked like fireworks, but that could just be some kind of you know, ordinance or something. I have no idea. Just mm-hmm. blowing up. We've seen a ton of videos of fireworks factories blowing up you see the fireworks going off when they're blowing up. Yeah. So what's interesting is that he mentions at this time when everyone was saying it was fireworks, nah, it doesn't seem right based on my sources, but also that trusted people on the ground had heard planes. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Because maybe it's it's something more. I mean, I, I was looking at, people have, have tagged me in different videos, said like, look, you can see something in the sky, you know, you know the missile dropped, and it, there's one that everyone keeps sharing, and it looks like just a bird. Yeah. And then... I've seen, I have watched almost every single video of this that I could find, and not one time did I see anything fall from the sky that that would have looked like a bomb it's, of any sort. You know, I don't think that's what it was. And what's scary is how hard would it be for someone to just make a video that just manipulate CGI? That's a good point. Yep. That's a good point. Find I mean, a video and be like, look. But, I mean, as it happened, as it was happening, I was watching it. I was, you know, people were posting all these videos nonstop so i was watching each one as they were popping up in my timeline and being shared so i don't feel like if it you know if they would have it would have been consistent i guess you know if if it was something from the sky it would have been in all of the videos and since i've seen so many enough today like easily over 20 videos different views from different locations and it didn't it did not look like something from the sky all right well i'm going to show you this tweet from uh, Ahmed Aldin, uh, Shihab Aldin as well. And, you know, just pointing out that my understanding is both Lebanon and Israel have disavowed yep, it was an attack. Okay. So that could be really important because whether it, we, we can assume it to be true, it's mm-hmm. coming, you know, so if they're both saying it, it could also be, you know, them being like, we do not want war. Right. And, and imagine this let's say Israel did strike Lebanon, taking this, you know, it, it went straight up, which, which really did minimize collateral damage for the city, fortunately. I find that interesting considering if this stuff was just sitting in a warehouse, how did it go straight up? Who knows, I guess. But it could just be that Lebanon said, we do not want war. If word gets out you that you know Israel did this, there's no stopping the public from demanding it. And so it's better just to have everyone be like, no, 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 we do not want war. 
However, Ahmed Shahab al-Din says context matters. The huge explosion in Beirut this morning follows a string of Israeli strikes on Damascus, Syria, and a dire warning from Netanyahu this morning against Hezbollah saying, we will do whatever necessary. Keeping in mind, I want to show you this. Uh, Israel not behind Beirut blasts. Sources on both sides say at least 10 killed. So this is early in the day when they said both sides disavow. Yeah. Now, I've had a couple people already say, you know, to me that they don't think it's it's, it's got to be some kind of accident because it's out of the blue. Yeah. I don't know where this happened, right? It's not true. See, people don't pay attention to what's going on around the world, especially when we're dealing with China and when we're dealing with stuff here at home. But we, I have this story from Al Jazeera. Lebanon's Hezbollah accuses Israel of fabricating border clash. Oh. Tensions high in northern Israel days after Hezbollah fighter killed an, an apparent Israeli airstrike in Syria. So, yeah, tensions have been firing up, man. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I think it's, I don't know what the right word is for this. But we're, we're concerned about, I guess, World War III or some kind of dramatic escalation. But it's with China, not the Middle East and yeah. Iran. Though we have seen conflict with, you know, Iran. The, 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 you know, we had our Navy ships going in the Gulf, the, the Gulf, and then the Iranian boats are, like, zipping around. And then there's been threats, like, we will fire on you. So, yeah, maybe. Oh, and then and they then, built a mock American Air, Air Force ship and sank it. And then it actually, <laughs> this is kind of funny. It's blocking their port of entry so that they can't even get boats in because oh, it's no. sitting oh, sideways. Dude. Good work, guys. And it didn't like the, sink all the way. The three stooges of war. Yeah. It's, it's like, pretty, we'll show you, America. Pretty bad. <laughs> now we can't get our boats in. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, got yeah, the, but they got their weapons from Acme. Seriously? What if, uh, you know, Trump is saying it looks like an attack. What if, if the U.S. thinks it is, does it really matter what other people say? And, you know, if, if it is, what happens if we go to war, man? I think we'd have Trump for another several terms, whether people like it or not, you know? Yeah. Because people are not going to want to change out of president during war, even with term limits. That's a good point. And that's what happened in World War II. Granted, we put in term limits after the fact. So, you know, maybe... I th- Look, the severity, the scale of this explosion is what's crazy to me. Because I've, I've dealt with news stories pertaining to Israel, the Middle East, the conflict, Iran and Israel, you know, Syria, Hezbollah, for, for years now, reading news, covering this stuff. And I remember we had, I think it was called like Protective Edge, was one of the pillar of defense. These are like two operations that Israel took against Palestine. And a lot of journalists in the area or, or experts in the area were telling me like, oh man, like could this be the spark of a new intifada or like an actual conflict that's going to trigger Iran going up against you know Israel because they're pushing too hard on Palestine and stuff like this. The conversations happen all the time. Yeah. But this explosion is something totally different, man. Yeah, I mean, this was like the people whole thought world it was right nuke. now is it feels tense. You know, the the pressures between, you know, Asia and you know the like Australia and then everything. You know, even between America and China, and now we've got this going on. It's, I I hate to say it, the, but it's tense. It may seem like you know, oh, we're all, we're all hyper focused on China, the South China Sea you know, Australia entering the fray, essentially, and the Venezuela. Man, the story of the Venezuelan Navy trying to ram that German cruise liner and then sinking their own ship. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Venezuela. we have all these stories that kind of make us think we're getting dangerously close to war, especially China. And then this happens, and a lot of people immediately feel like it came out of nowhere. And I'm like, dude, it's just another grain of sand dropped in the heap of conflict, you know, international conflict, which makes me scared because all of these things are tied together. Can Can we show this? Uh, this is unconfirmed. Show it. So this this is uh, I'll just show this picture. This is actually the warehouse that 
uh, exploded today. Oh, yeah. So now this is another picture of what looks like the same door and just bags of this uh, nitrate, ammonium nitrate. So and, and they're just shoved in there. It doesn't even look like, I mean, they it kind says of look like, nitropril HD on it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly yeah, what, what that is, but um, I mean, it seems like this warehouse is just packed with this stuff. So here, let me, let, me, let me show this too. So check it out. Here's the doors, and you can see the two different colors on top mm-hmm. and the lighter ground bottom, and that's what we're seeing. They're standing at the door. There's the, the different colors on top, and yep. there's the, the lighter colors on the bottom. And gigantic bags. <laughs> yeah. Nitropril HD. It's a mining thing, like a, almost like a fertilizer. Yep. Yeah, 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 makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. Does, yeah it so, is, is prilled ammonium nitrate. So ammonium nitrate. I yeah. think that that's that might know. be it. It's very speculative right now. You know, we're trying to figure out what's going on. I'm just gonna say, look, there's 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 tensions going on right now. We have the story from Al Jazeera, July 28th, 2020. Tensions high in northern Israel. Mm-hmm. Clashes. Ahmed Shihab al Din says that there was a dire warning issued. Yeah. And so, for those who aren't familiar, he's a he's a journalist and he worked for a bunch of different outlets, including Al Jazeera. I'm not sure where he's currently working right now, but uh, he's a journalist with tons of sources on the ground. And so I, I, I trust him if he's saying his sources are telling him these things and here's what's happening. These are, these are important things to highlight. I hope it's not war. Yeah, I hope not. But there is uh, Carlos Asuida. I didn't bring up the tweet, but I, I have it right here. And he talks about how if you, we can't show a lot of these pictures because they're they're pretty uh, graphic, but yeah, man, they're um, you you see how the buildings aren't it, because it, the explosion went up, all right, and if went, it went out, it would have done a lot more damage to the surrounding buildings. So there wouldn't be buildings. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There would have been a significant more damage to the surrounding buildings, and he's talking about it, and he goes on to explain how he he thinks that it was actually um, pyrotechnic drones that people could have uh, mapped out. Um, the inside of the warehouse and um, targeted this i'll just i'm just going to read it directly it's easier to just uh, read it he says you know he believes that it's pyrotechnic drones and surveillance drones would have allowed a 3d digital model of the inside of the warehouse to be constructed using that model it would have been possible to figure out how to deflagrate the warheads and rocket fuel in such a way that the blasts could be directed basically you could shape the blast effect and the use of explosive vapor, air fuel explosives, gives you the ability to shape the blast effect and direct it wherever you want. And the patents for this technology goes all the way back to the 1960s. So this is not new technology. So this, well, and then you think about what people can do with drones and fly like tiny little drones. And he he goes and and has a, another few examples of people using drones in specific attacks. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it, but. People dying. You you can well, you so, can go so, look it up yourself if you'd like. So look, I don't know a whole lot about this tech. You know, neither specifically. do I. Neither do I. But, but I found I'll, I'll it tell interesting, you this though. When when uh, when Adam brought this up to me earlier, saying that you know why is it this blast went straight up? Because I'll, I'll say this: if these things were just littered about a warehouse, wouldn't the explosion have been perfectly outward? Yes, exactly. Instead, it went straight up, and the shock wave goes outward. Yeah, and it le- left a bunch of buildings extremely damaged but intact. Yeah, maybe that was maybe that was the blast. I don't know, but you see all the smoke and the fire go straight up, so almost check, straight up. So check this out. Actually, this is the Texas City disaster. Now this happened in 1947, and it's actually a very similar amount of ammonium nitrate. So this this was 2,200 tons of ammonium nitrate was docked um, as as cargo next to 
I don't remember what port it was. Uh, I'm not seeing where it was. Port but, of Texas. So Galveston yeah, Bay. So it was the port of Texas. And this this blew up the same. Whoa. And it's interesting now. Now this is a quarter of a mile away. This you can see Whoa. like these cars were demolished. A quarter of a mile away. Looks a quarter like a of a mile away. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Look, look here. At the bottom, you can't see it because our image is cut it off. It says parking lot one fourth of a mile, four hundred meters from the explosion. <sighs> And these cars, their paint is ripped off. the The, the windows are yeah. gone. Yeah. Now it didn't happen. And now Beirut. windows windows were blown out everywhere. Yeah. Right. Right. A, but and that like was the shock wave. But it didn't look like this. Yeah. This, yeah. this was uh, exploding out and the up heat and, and fire and everything with it. Exactly. Exactly. And it was less. This but, was two thousand two hundred tons. This, where this was two thousand seven hundred tons. It could be that a lot of the buildings around it absorbed it from you know going out further or so no not at all hold on i was gonna say people pointed out that they thought it was a grain silo because of how many experts on twitter you know verified blue checks we'll call it that because i'm not gonna (laughs) pretend like that blue check means anything at this point right but hey to the best of our understanding (laughs) they were like it looks like a grain silo because the blast went straight up like something channeled the explosion so look at this is the buildings next to it oh wow okay so now that you've seen this now, again, we can't. We're not going to show what happened today, but you can see cardboard boxes yeah. in the neighboring buildings. People are still driving that, on that the roads. That are still in, in okay shape. They still look like a cardboard box. Right now, this is from 1947, and just you, it just ripped that part, that building apart. So it clearly was. It went straight up. It didn't go so, out. So it could have been an underground storage of some sort. Okay, perhaps that channeled it. But ultimately, here's what I think. When you, how when would you, they have done that, though? How would you, like, what would what, what explain, like, how, what, what do you mean by an the underground way, The way explosion? a gun works, right? You have okay. a barrel, mm-hmm. and you put explosives in it, and when, you, when, it, when it pops, the blast goes straight forward. So I know, but how would they have done that, though? So let's say underneath that warehouse was mm-hmm. a secret weapons cache and explosives cache okay. in a steel, you know, and, and concrete structure. Ah, I see. It blows up, and it fires up like a cannon. That's why people are saying grain silo. You know, because like it would blow up and then fire out, you know, yeah, in a massive okay. explosion. I don't know, but I'll tell you this: we can speculate as to as to whatever we want. But there's one thing that I think is very important. When you brought up the use of drones and directed explosions and, yeah. and air pressure and stuff, do you think that since we created ballistic missiles and intercontinental ballistic missiles, we just went, we're done? If <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk, exactly. if come e- on. If Elon Musk is like, I'm going to fire a rocket and then land that rocket and use it again, don't you think governments have been like, hmm, I wonder what we can do with explosives, right? Well, I mean, we there was like two months ago there was a, I, I don't I don't remember exactly who was targeted, but there was a someone who was targeted out in the Middle East somewhere, and they dropped a bomb onto the car and it wasn't an explosive. It was like, like an a, implosive or something. Yeah, well, it, I don't remember exactly. It was like it sheared the car from the inside and with no explosion. And you just Whoa. saw the car like it just looked like that. that. Yeah, yeah. so cool. I can picture it in my head, but I don't remember the details at all. But that's, Listen, that's an example of like where we are technologically. You know, it's like we're not just shooting missiles in, at each other now. In the era of propagandistic warfare, mm-hmm. because information travels instantly. Yep. All of these countries know that they cannot, in certain circumstances, have collateral damage. Otherwise, they're the bad guys. Yep. If they're going to do a targeted strike on like a high-profile terrorist or you know assassinate some you know fringe government's you know leader or something, whatever they're going to do in warfare, 
if they take out civilians or hurt civilians, they're going to deal with what Obama was dealing with and he was killing civilians. Yep. And a lot of people were mad about it and it made him look like the bad guy. I mean, it, <laughs> it made him the bad guy. Yeah. But uh, if I, I, I have to imagine, even a lot of the things that we've seen, when we see these missile strikes from drones, when we, when we see you know Apache helicopters taking out groups, that's the stuff they want you to know about. That's the stuff they don't care that you know about it. Right. Just I'm, like we were talking about earlier when Trump was like, we believe that it was an attack. You think he's going to tell us the, like, the inner details right, of exactly. what he knows? Come he hasn't on. revealed how, he, how his advisors <laughs> know it was an attack. Hmm. It's like, right, so, so the, 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 the generals with the highest level of security clearance talking to the president saying this was something, you know, this was an antimatter, maglev-driven, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, it's like things that none of the public knows about. They're not just going to come out and say it. Here's what's crazy about that, though. Imagine they do have the ability to, you know, potentially trigger a, an explosion in such a way. So, so, so let me put it this way. In the video, you can see a bunch of pops happening, yep. like little bright lights. Yeah, definitely. What if they used smaller explosions, is that what you're basically saying, to control the, the larger explosion, right? Well, I, some, some say that, um, it, it, well, there, there was an article I read that it was a munitions, and those, those popping that we saw would could have been the warheads yeah. that blew up before the ammonia nitrate right. went up. The fire the fire was burning and it was blowing right. up exactly. you know, ordnance or whatever. The warheads, yeah, the ordnance and then then it finally reached, reached the other <laughs> stuff. But even if it did, we saw what happened in 1947 like that was an insane explosion knocking everything out. Maybe they were secretly storing weapons underground and it blew it up. And now they're just the saying, "Oh, it was just that we had almost 3,000 tons just unsecured for years." Yeah, so weird. Otherwise, they have to admit we've been secretly I, storing I, weapons on the port. We forgot about I, it. Listen, man. Let me see if I could find that article I that think, talks I think, about it being munition. Go ahead. I do not think it would be an unfair assessment to say that they're smuggling in weapons into the port because Makes sense. Because they want to give weapons to Palestine. It's a port. To, yeah, well, absolutely. Well, yeah, that would so be where they ended up. They, they bring it to the port of Lebanon, and they use it to smuggle it in through tunnels mm-hmm. through Israel into Palestine. Underground? I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on this stuff, though. But I, 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 did, you know, I did work around a lot of people who were, and I've talked to them a, a little bit. So that's why I defer to these other people on Twitter. Yeah. But anyway, the, the main point I was bringing up before is if, if we want to take somebody out, and we know it's going to be all over the press, if we—I I say we, but if somebody wants to take out a, weapons, a, a secret weapons cache, and they know it's in a city— that's clever, because like like we see in Palestine, the you know these these groups they they fire rockets from schools from hospitals. Yeah. That way, if anyone retaliates, it's very similar to what Antifa does when they stand behind some you know fat middle aged mom. Then when they engage in violence and the cops you know push her out of the way, they say, "Help! Look, they're attacking the moms." Yeah. So they put this in the city. I think it's it's reasonable to suggest one of these governments would say we need a way to to take out a weapons cache or, you know, explosive supply depot while minimizing collateral damage. Otherwise, we are going to have massive sanctions from the rest of the world. It's going to be an international incident. So I, I, ha- I found it here. It was a tweet from, um, I, I'm not going to say this correctly, but it has 19 million followers. It's a blue checkmarked news, uh, Middle East news, um, al Bira Bia. And it's, they say, initial information, the explosion occurred in a Hezbollah arms store in Beirut port. That's from Al-Arabia. Is that what it is? I don't know. I can't. Al-Arabia, yeah. 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 You recognize that? Is that right? Al-Arabia, yeah. BRK, verified Twitter account. Yeah. So, I mean, it's with almost 20 million 
you know, subs or followers. Yeah. So the, 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 the important thing is we're, we're in the midst of this and we're going to get official expla- explanations later. Correct. The important thing to consider is that depending on the circumstances, all you can really do is go with the evidence. And unfortunately, the government's not going to release all the evidence. Yeah. So never. What do you do? Are you, just gonna, you can't make things up. I, so I can't stand a lot of, you know, when people have conspiracy theories about, you know, crazy things around the world. But I can say there's you never just blindly trust anything you hear when it comes to war and conflict. But you can lean towards it's, you know, closer to the truth than anything else we can we can come up with. And then there needs to be some good investigative journalism to break down what really went on. But this this does bring up a really good point about journalism in that regard that we were mentioning yesterday. The betterment of society. Yep. Would it be better for the, pe- the people of the world to know exactly if this was an attack Maybe or not. if that attack would lead to World War Three? Right. So there's the there's the serious ethical conundrum in I, I what al- you tell people. I always err on the fact that I feel like everyone should know. That's just where I'm you ever, at. You ever read or watch the movie or comic Watchmen? I've seen the movie. It's been a long time. So, you know, at the end, it turns out that the bad guy, Ozymandias, staged this fake massive terror attack to unite all the countries of the world. I don't remember that, no. So, so, this, is, so this is the ending. The plot of the movie, spoilers for a really, really old graphic novel, is that uh, the bad guy, Ozymandias, you think he's a hero, he turns out to be a bad guy. He orchestrates a massive fake terror attack so that the people of the world, depending on if you read the comic or not, we'll just call it a massive terror attack. The people of the world unite, ending the Cold War and preventing nuclear annihilation. However, one of the characters, Rorschach, is a moral absolutist. And so upon finding out, he says, I'm going to tell everyone. Okay. If he does, it will mean it will damn the world to nuclear annihilation. So which, which is the right thing to do? In the end, Dr. Manhattan, one of the characters, kills Rorschach. He's like, you know, I have to. And then Rorschach is like, yep, do it. And then he yells, do it. And then boom, he blows up. Dr. I Manhattan. remember that scene. Actually. Yeah, dude, yeah, brutal. But uh, familiar, yeah. man, it's, 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 it's a great scene because if you knew the truth, do the people deserve to know the truth, even if the truth could end the world and, and just kill everybody? That's a scary thought. You know what I mean? I mean, when you, when you put it like that, Tim. I, well, that's why the movie and the graphic <laughs> novel are amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's great stuff. That's a really stuff. tough question. Yeah, it is. And then what comes next, I suppose? You know, I think maybe tomorrow Trump comes out and says, it was an accident. Have a nice day, everybody. And that'll be the end of it. Hmm. But I'll tell you what, man. It's 2020. Could, who, who, how many of you had massive several hundred foot explosion ripping through major city on your bingo 2020 bingo cards? Because I'm sure somebody not. had it on there. Yeah. It's getting it's getting it's getting spicy, man. Yeah, I do think that if we enter some kind of war, this election just it will be Trump's going to landslide every state. If well, we I mean, war. and and he did. Uh, we I don't know. We I don't know. I haven't seen anything yet on the Durham report, but I guess they finished it. And the president made a quote about it. What did he say? Saying that it was spicy. Yes. (laughs) Saying it was spicy. And I am looking forward to seeing what that report entails because he was saying. And it's coming out soon. Basically, it proves it exonerates him and it proves a lot of the things that people have been thinking. And And uh, that's why there won't be an election night. Yep. It's this simple, man. They have already been reporting numerous outlets that voter mail-in votes are busted yeah they can't figure out who won in new york then when trump says it they say trump's lying so we know no matter what trump says no matter what evidence come out no matter what evidence they report they will deny it exists it's this it's the craziest thing that i can pull up a story from 2012 new york times 
the more we have mail-in votes, the more fraud there is. And they actually disqualify twice as many. Yeah. And then Trump is like, you see in this story? Look at this in Patterson, New Jersey. One in five. One in five. Disqualified. One in five. That's true. Oh, we're going to have we're going to have fraud yep. like you've never seen. Like you've, you won't even believe how much fraud. Everybody agrees. And then the media comes out and they're like, Trump says without evidence when he'll literally say Patterson, New Jersey. Right. Trump Which goes, there's evidence Trump, that one in five of the ballots were invalid. Invalidated. Invalidated. Right. Yeah. And now did you hear what's going on? Where is this? Is, is it uh, uh, in Minnesota? They said that you don't need a witness to sign your your ballot. That's insane. Oh, your boy. your ballot can now be brought in several days after the the election deadline. Yeah. And then <laughs> what was it? Was it Michigan that said you don't need a postmark anymore? I believe so. I believe Michigan's just pulling out all the stops. You don't need a postmark anymore. Oof. It, well, yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Postmarked, right? They're no, they they're supposed to be. Oh, they're supposed to. But be. apparently, sometimes they don't. And if they don't get postmarked, then they get booted because how are you supposed to know it actually was mailed? Man, Democrats are pulling out everything to They're to burning do this. it to the ground. They're burning America to the ground, people. You know why? Because they are going down. <laughs> no, because they're going to go to jail. Oh, yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> why did you say no? You should have been like, yes, because they're going to go to jail. Well, because they're going, going down. down. That's yeah. what yeah. I meant. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> sure. They're going uh. to jail. Yes, that's the Durham what I meant. Report, but, but listen, listen, I know there's a lot of people that are really <laughs> excited. They're like, he's going to get Obama. I, I really doubt Obama will get in trouble for anything. Yeah, no, I doubt. But there's going to be some FBI agents probably. If I, if I had to make a bet, I would actually make a bet. Nothing's going to happen. You know why? Why? Because nothing ever happens. However, however. Okay. We, we have the magic of 2020. And it's because a magical year, isn't this it? This year yes, it is. has been beyond insane. I'm going to go ahead and say that Hillary Clinton is going to like be wearing a ninja suit and she's going to like jump off the ceiling in the middle of the night yep. and land on the resolute desk. Probably. Trump spins around and goes, Hillary, I've been expecting you. And she goes, you're not supposed to be here. And then she like tries grabbing the documents from the Durham report. But then Trump and her, they, they fight. And then Obama comes in. And then John Durham, Bill Barr jump out, hold him down. And then all of a sudden the lights turn on, there's cameras everywhere. And it was live streamed to the whole world. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Honestly. I, I, I just saw it in my head. <laughs> I was watching it like a movie. I know you all were. I, I want to see that. That Hillary, is awesome. Hillary throws like a Seamus, if you're watching this right now, yeah, of Freedom do Tunes, <laughs> do we'll it. it do it, Seamus. You got this. <laughs> she throws a ninja star and Trump goes like whoosh and dodges it. Like the Matrix. But then she throws another one. And as he's spinning, he catches it in midair and throws it right back oh, at you. With yeah. his teeth. Come with on. With his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> And throws it with his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. like Hillary does a backflip, dodges it. And she's like, oh. Like the and they're both yeah. really old and overweight. So it's extra amazing. <laughs> or it just it. hits her and she just absorbs it and shoots oh, it back yeah. out of her. <laughs> and then finally, just when you think she's won and she's like, you were never fit for the job, Donald. It should have been. And then she just flumps to the ground. And then guys run and pick her up and carry her off. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that would be a great short, I yeah. suppose. Anyway, okay. the joke is... Where, where were we? <laughs> where are we going with that? The, I don't know. It's just... It's, uh, the point I'm making is... It's 2020. If it got that crazy, I'm telling you, if, if that literally happened and it was like, we're watching it on TV, I'd be like this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, now Trump's going to do a backflip. There it the is. bingo card. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. There, Trump backflip. And, <laughs> and then uh, now, you know, Barack Obama's going to show up. Mm, there he there is. There he is. I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, but, but the, in all seriousness, if Trump gets reelected... He's gonna be. He's gonna start rubber stamping all of these forms. You know, these indictments, these oh, charges, whatever, these investigations. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think the reason it hasn't happened yet. One of the one of the easiest questions about like, well, if that's true, why hasn't Trump done it? I know why. Why is that? Because well, for one, Biden isn't is still the presumptive nominee, so he, we don't know who his actual opponent's gonna be. 
Okay, so he's waiting to see what they do, the DNC. You know, so why why show the enemy all of your plans, the art of war? Like we know, he he's a smart guy. People people don't give him enough credit, or or he's making them think that he's an idiot, and that's part of his ploy. So he knows what he's doing. He's winning. He's sitting on this on these golden think, bullets, just spinning the revolver. Like <laughs> I think the issue with Trump is that not not that he's trying to make people think he's an idiot, but that he's he's existed in this world where he can move at lightning speed in the business world. And his strategy has to be very different in the political world. But I think there's one, there's there's a couple big reasons why he hasn't done anything yet. First, uh, Russiagate. As soon as Trump got in and they were accusing him of colluding with Russia and all this other stupid nonsense, that, in my opinion, stopped Trump from being able to fire these people. That's a good point. Because as soon as he fired Comey, what happened? They said special investigation. Mm -hmm. And then we got three years of that stupidity Mm -hmm. and waste of money. Bill Barr came and shut it down. Now they try and claim he's corrupt. It's like you didn't complain about him last time he was AG. Try again. Right. He, he retired honorably, went in the private sector, came back when he was, you know, called to duty. And now you're acting like he's a crony. Why? He doesn't even know Trump. Sorry, I don't buy it. You need more evidence than that. So I see, you know, I, I see what's going on. And I, and I think for one, Trump was jammed up by his investigations. We, we've seen serious malfeasance on the part of the Democrats. Adam Schiff releasing the phone records of private citizens. Yeah, uh, uh, John Solomon, journalist. He published, he, he published like metadata from his phone records, yeah, right? Yeah, he did. And he got away with it. Yep. The, ju- the courts ruled in his favor. It's, it's absolutely insane. But I think also, if Trump got elected to his first term and then immediately started issuing indictments for all these people, they would have come after him and would have been shut down in two seconds. Yep. Because you still had establishment Republicans in, in, the, in Congress and the Senate who would have stopped him. They're cronies. And it would have been, it honestly would have been really weird for Trump to just get in and be like, I'm going to start indicting all these people. We're going to arrest them. You'd be like, for what? What's going on? How is this happening? However, you give Trump four years. He proves the spying. He proves Obamagate stuff. He proves fake news is, is real. And now, four years in, we've slowly seen the stories. We've slowly seen the reports. We've seen from step, you know, a lot of people said, why won't Durham indict people? Because He's got, they've got to be very, very careful about how they pull this off. First true. and foremost, they might not indict anybody. Okay? We don't know what's going to happen. It's There's going to be a report. It sounds like it's going to be spicy. We will see. Don't get your hopes up because, man, people get their hopes up and then... Breathtaking. Thank you, chat. That's what he... he the word he chose... Oh, he said it was breathtaking. It was breathtaking. Like, oh, it took your breath away, Donald. Oh, boy. Hmm. Wow. That's exciting. So I remember <laughs> when the administrative review... Of John Durham was announced. Oh. That's right. An administrative review to figure out what went wrong and why did we do this investigation. Mm-hmm. Then I remember when that turned into a criminal investigation. Mm. Now we had the power to issue subpoenas and they would actually they could actually indict people. Now it's gotten to the point where Trump is saying we've proven it. More evidence has come out. More evidence has been leaked. We've seen the text messages from these FBI agents. We've seen their notes. Joe yep. Biden is involved. Barack Obama's His involved. His own writing. Yep. Unmasking Flynn. Yeah, man. It's, so it goes deep. Individually. These dumb, dumb journalists who don't do any research are like, so what does it mean that Joe Biden unmasked the name of Michael Flynn? And you're like, if you if you take two plus two, you get four. I know a lot of the woke people don't seem to understand that. <laughs> they think it's you five. You get four. We're not getting into that, though. No, no. The no. point is, no, no, no. you take a meeting between, you know, Sally Yates, Jim Comey, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, where in the notes they say, can we get Michael Flynn on the Logan Act? They're like Logan Act, question mark. They're trying to figure out how it is to go after Michael Flynn, who did not do anything wrong. Nope. The Logan Act has never been used against anybody. And it's, for those that aren't familiar, it's this law that says U.S. citizens can't uh, pretend to represent the U.S. government. The only problem, 
Michael Flynn did. He was the uh, he was the uh, incoming national security advisor to the president. Yeah. So job. what ends up he happening? He was doing his job. Here's here's the smoking gun though. In the notes between the FBI agents, they said, "What are we hoping to get out of Flynn? Are we trying to get him fired, or get, you know get him uh, to commit perjury or something?" Uh. But the fact that they asked to get him fired was really interesting to me. Yeah. What's what's law enforcement's prerogative at getting people fired? Is that a part of their their you know directive? I swear to uphold the Constitution as an enforcer of the FBI and sometimes get people fired from their jobs and I don't like them. I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. Maybe, I guess, they're working in some kind of intelligence, whatever. But that to me says there was some straight up nonsense. Yeah. So with that being said, I would not be surprised if indictments roll out. But Same. it's a really, really complex and difficult to understand story of how this all went down. I mean, it, I, and it goes, you start spiraling, spiraling into it, too. It's like, what happened when A.G. Barr came into power again? Like, when he became the attorney general, who got arrested right away? A certain uh, Mrs. Maxwell that everyone keeps talking about? Well, well, I mean, that was recent. I know. But you also had, you know, her friend. Yes. Yes, to well, put it mildly. Lots of things have been going down since he Ladies and gentlemen. came in. <clears throat> I got to clear my throat for this one. A former United States president has been listed in flight logs and has now been ID'd by a victim of traffickers as having been with two young girls on an island where trafficking was taking place. <clears throat> this should be the major headline of every single major news pub- publication. It's not. Yeah. Why? I don't. I know why. I did not have sexual relations with those women. Yeah. You know, that was a pretty terrible yeah, Clinton. Okay. If what, what what would happen? I didn't practice. What would happen if Trump farted? <laughs> Every major headline everywhere would be like, did Donald Trump really fart in the presence of the prime minister of Japan or whatever? And Trump would probably be like, yeah. I mean. He'd be like, he'd be like, excuse me, excuse me. Nobody excuse farted. Me. Nobody farted. This is ridiculous. You're fake news. And, no, no. He, and even if even if someone did, it was probably the best fart you've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah. No, he would just say, "Excuse me, excuse and then, me." And then, excuse me, excuse me. That's all I needed to say. <laughs> yeah. Just but then, but then, me. a video would come out showing that he did in fact lift a cheek like Eric Swalwell did, <laughs> and and break his sentence. And then Trump would change the narrative. So what? What? What does it matter anyway? Anyway, look. The point is, you you could literally have Donald Trump say "kofifi" on Twitter, and every news outlet is going. They're all screaming and running around. You ever see that video? Where the guy pulls up in the car to the turkeys and he gobbles and they gobble back. Yeah. I've talked it's about great. it before. It's hilarious. That's literally what, what it is with Trump. I mean, Kofi- Kofifi is actually a thing, though. It's an act. Yeah, but, but he said Kofifi and then they started doing stuff. That, to the public eye, but he probably knew about it. It was a month later that the act was in, in, enacted. Right. Trump tweeted Kofifi. Right. And then people started making fun of it incessantly the day he did. Mm-hmm. And then a month later, people started doing stuff like making the Kofifi act and a bunch of other things. He makes it happen. I think man. he knew. I knew they. He knew what Trump was happening. Typoed. That's what happened. Okay. And then after that, we had a horse named Kofifi that won a race. That'll be we the had, first question that I asked the president when I meet him. He's gonna. He's gonna entertain the the humor and silliness of it. The point is, Trump. He, here's what happened. He he said, despite the negative press, Kofifi, and he was probably gonna write negative press coverage, but then he got interrupted. And instead of closing the phone out, it probably wasn't even him. It was probably Dan Scavino. They just closed the app out, but it accidentally sent, and they didn't realize it. But when they saw everyone going nuts, they laughed and rolled with it because it's hilarious. 
and people got a kick out of it. Yeah. But why is that news? And Bill Clinton, former president of the United States, being ID'd by a victim in, mm-hmm. in released court documents on the island yeah. of a trafficker with two young women. Huh. And Very that's that, okay, are we are we banned from YouTube yet? I don't know. <laughs> because because <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I I'm so look. Yeah. Maybe there will be some indictments. I certainly hope so. And Donald Trump says in this interview with the Axios guy again, he wishes this this woman well. And everyone's like, how dare Trump? How dare Trump? And then Trump's like, her boyfriend died in jail. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. And I'm like, whatever, man. I'll tell you this. I do believe that there's been a buildup. You know, Trump got into office. He needed a good AG. Who was It was Sessions, right? I think so. It was Sessions yeah. before. What an awful AG. Yeah, not and He resigned. And he needed somebody good to actually start going in and, and, and weeding out these corrupt crony establishment types. Yep. He got Bill Barr. Yep. And a, he's a boss. Yeah. Bill Barr seems like a rad dude, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've, I've, so here, here's the next story we have. I'll give you a really good example. Hold of, on. Before, I'm just going to read what the Kofifi Act is. Okay. It's the communications over various feeds electronically for Engagement Act. And it's a bill introduced by the United States House of Representatives June 12th, one month after the president tweeted it. And it amends the Presidential Records Act to preserve Twitter posts and other social media interactions of the president of the United States and require them to be entered into the National Archives. Because of his tweets. (laughs) Yeah. And because Kofifi should be immortalized forever. Absolutely. I agree. They are 100% correct. And it is an act. Isn't it it amazing how we all have a good time when Trump's president? Yeah, I, like I know it. a lot of people like are complaining about a lot of things he does, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah look, look, look. The presidents, the country, we, we there's, there's the world isn't skittles and candy canes and rainbows, but Trump tweeting Kofifi, it's a laugh. That's people great. are engaged, excited, and it's, it's crazy. Different. But listen, let's talk about Bill Barr. Ugh. I want to talk about Bill Barr because I like Bill Barr. You know why? Because he's got integrity. Yes, he seems like he's just on the level, and he's very boring. And you know yes. why boring is good. <sighs> Why? Boring is the right word to describe it, and I, I mean no disrespect. He's sitting there, and he gets asked a question, and he says, here's what happened. Here's why it happened. Here's what we're doing. Thank you. And then they're like, yeah, well, what about this? And he goes, yes, um, they did this. We did that, and we'll be moving forward. Thank you. <laughs> it's very it's very clean cut. Yeah, it is. Very, very, very clear. Refreshing. And- it was refreshing to hear that from someone in government because that's not what you get anymore. It's, it's not just that. It's like... You don't get these weird garbage answer. It's like, I watch the videos of Antifa, and then I see him testifying Antifa, and I'm like, he is correct. When he was asked by, by Matt Gates about Antifa being a terror organization, he said, well, no, I didn't say that. I said, we're investigating their individual actions as acts of domestic terror, which is true and makes sense. Yeah. Under the statutes, under the law, he is operating as it is, it is written. He's not trying to just randomly grab all of these people because you can't. They have constitutional rights. But when they engage in certain activities and you're investigating, you can go after them under terror statutes. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, there, there you go. I mean, that makes sense. What yeah. do you get from the Democrats? Emotional. Lies. Emotional outbursts also. Because you think about what boring is. It's, it's not emotion. It's like the logic. If you, if you just read like the logical facts of things, it tends to be a little boring, you know, but... You're not, it's not emotional outbursts that don't make any sense, which you just brought up the Democrats. That yep. felt, it was just them trying to like wash this emotional, you know, bombardment at him. And he was just like, here's the facts. They're like, we don't, I'm re- reclaiming my time because and I don't want to hear the facts. I just want to well, keep so yelling at you. T- today, <laughs> there was a hearing for the Senate Judiciary Committee on Antifa violence. And I happened to tune in 
just around the beginning because I, you know, I worked throughout the day. So when I had the opportunity, I pulled up the live stream and I just couldn't do it. It was, um, who, who was it? Senator, what's his face? Oh, I don't remember. It was Maisie Hirono. And mm. then, um, oh, I'm forgetting. His other. first name's Jeff. I don't remember his last name. Merkley? Yeah. Is, is that his name? I'm probably getting his name wrong. But yeah, he's, he's Merkley, you were complaining about him when I walked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he one. just lied. Every, every, it's like, it's like I'm watching this thing and this guy gets up there and he looks at the camera and he opens his mouth and just like, Gar- garbage. like garbage that's pouring out of his mouth just like human <laughs> human waste just like and he's pouring it all and i'm like what is this it was all lies it was all lies and he shows a picture of like the wall of moms like and it's looking all noble with like an upward oh. angle from the camera and he's like these, for these peaceful protesters being attacked by donald trump's secret unidentified police that's why i'm introducing this no secret police act oh my gosh and i'm like uh they're all identified all these guys have badge numbers. Yep. It's the stupidest thing ever. And those moms were kicking in the door house, like, for the courthouse. Yeah, they're just The door it. house. <laughs> the enough. door to the courthouse. You get it. <laughs> Close enough. So here's what I see. Take a look at this. From Barrett Wilson. Antifa apologist Senator Maisie Hirono just walked out of the Senate after refusing to denounce Antifa. Oh, yeah. Ted, I saw this. This I, I saw clips of it. And Ted Cruz was like, well, it's funny that not one of the Democrats have said anything negative about Antifa at all. Yep. Hey, would you like to say anything? Who, who is it? What was her name? Maisie Hirono. Maisie Hirona. Would you like to say anything right now before you leave? And she says something off the mic you can't hear. And he goes something like, no, I'm not going like, to let it be known. She has refused to say anything negative about Antifa and is leaving. What she did was this game they play where she's like, of course, we denounce extremism. That's what she said. She was like, we're, we're not OK with any violence to, to say that we won't condemn violent extremism is wrong. And then Ted Cruz is like, OK, will you say something? You know, will you condemn or call out Antifa? Down. She won't. won't do it. She won't because. These people have gone insane thinking they will win the election by supporting fringe far-left extremists who are burning things down. Yep. So I'll tell you what's crazy, man. So this George, the, the George Floyd tape gets released, Yeah, the, the body cam footage. And one of the top posts on Reddit that I ended up seeing was, was the footage. The number one comment was someone saying, this is all wrong. Like, Every, every, this isn't the narrative that we've been exactly. told for three months. And they're like, all of a sudden, I'm not angry about what happened anymore. The dude was clearly resisting. Yep. He kicked his way out. He was fighting with cops. And the guy was like, I was getting so frustrated trying to like screaming at my phone. Dude, just shut up and do what they're telling you to do. Yeah, exactly. Now, I don't like that idea where it's like you have to just submit to these people who have the authority. However, there's a thing called strategy. And I think when it comes to the issue of George Floyd... And I don't want to get too much into this right now because I want to talk about Antifa. But there's a class issue from people who don't know how you navigate these scenarios. So swallow your pride, follow the orders, and then later, if you were wronged, you come back with legal cases. That's how the system works. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it, too. When, when it first started happening, we were talking about how, oh, man, like they put him in the car and then we were told that they took him out of the car. But he didn't. He kicked his way out. He jumped out of the car himself he and pushes fell out. to the ground and on asked, his face. No, no. He said, hold me on the ground. Yep. Hold several times. I don't want to get too much into that. I bring that up for one reason. I have started hearing from people and I've started seeing the Reddit comments. It's really interesting yeah. where they're saying things like, I was already, you know, I, I was completely ready to vote against Trump. And then Antifa started rioting and the far left started rioting yep. and all of the Democrats abandoned me. Yep. Yep. 
Wow. How insane is it? And that's where I'm at. You know, Sargon makes this video where it's like Tim's on the Trump train with the MAGA bean and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, okay, sorry. It's a bit over the top. He's, confu- <laughs> he's confusing us. Right, because you're the MAGA bean guy. I, think. Yes, what? I will. Oh, yeah, Once what are, what are 30K, we we're at, we're currently we're at 18,000 oh, likes. Snap. If we get Which to 30, is great. You, y'all been smashing that like button. I like it. At 30, I'm happy. All right. At 30,000 <laughs> likes, he puts the MAGA bean on, just yeah. so you know. So About smash 10. the like button. Yeah. I, believe, I believe you said the other day, 30,000 in super chats and you'll put the Maccabee. $30,000? <laughs> I was joking because I'm not going to do it. No. Uh, $30,000 though. That's kind of like, wow. Like super, I know. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Man, you could buy a Tesla maybe. One Used day, one. One day, Tim. Okay, here's the point. Here's the point. <laughs> here's where I'm at. I watched them paint Black Lives Matter murals all over the streets. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, now I want to see all the other messages. Yep. And de Blasio said, go F yourself. To all the people who asked for it. Well, now he's getting sued. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah. But he already admitted he violated the law when he went and did it. Yeah. He used executive authority to paint the street in front of Trump's building, violating the rights of everybody who, like, everybody in the area who doesn't want that area to become a spectacle. I mean, imagine if you run a business nearby. There's, there, there is, near the Trump, the Trump Tower, a, a, what is it called? Waffles and Dingus. You know what that is? The little, like, the... Little waffle cart, food cart. Yeah, a little food yeah, cart. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now, how They're would great. you feel if you had protest after protest after protest, and you're like, "I just wanted to run my business. This is where I'm permitted to have my food cart." And then they painted this without talking to anybody, without getting any permits from anybody. And now there's protests. There's people splashing paint. There's cops everywhere. They're fighting, and I can't sell. I can't sell a waffle to save my life. I can't sell a dingus. I can't sell any dingus. <laughs> dingus means <laughs> toppings. For those that don't know, it's like a I New York. It's a, but it's more fun to say without any <laughs> <Right>. context. <laughs> So the point is, this is why we have permitting processes to make sure, you know, we know what's going on. But but the Blasio doesn't care. I see that and I'm like, this is insane. But you know what? Fine. Paint your cell message. I'll leave your city. Then they started releasing people who had committed crimes. First, they started releasing people from jails and prisons because of COVID. And I'm like, well, it's an interesting ethical conundrum. Okay, I guess. And I'm so I'm still not like I'm. Well, we'll see how this plays out. No, they, I don't agree with that. I I think that is absolutely an ethic conundrum because they release people from prisons, but then put sick people into we're not nursing there homes. Okay, we're, well we're, that I mean the point I'm saying is, but that time I, that's what I think about no, what was no, going no, no, on no, at no. that time, and that pisses me off. When they go released ahead, the prisoners, they, there was no discussion about putting people like people had not died. First, they said. There's a concern that people in prisons will get COVID, so we need to release them. And yeah. I said. I think there is an ethical conundrum in do you have the right to detain someone in this situation that could get them sick with this this illness, in which case I said, okay, I guess. Then they started arresting business owners and putting them in the jails, which clearly made no sense. And then I'm like, okay, now hold on a minute. Then Cuomo, Phil Murphy, and other governors started putting sick people in nursing homes, and apparently they're still doing it in some places. In Michigan also. And people are dying. And I'm like, now hold on there a minute. So they're literally Democratic releasing rioters in Dallas-Fort Worth. This is Texas, man. They said, we're dropping the rioting charges. Let them go. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. Then the Supreme Court said, no churches, minimal, minimal uh, uh, people allowed. They went car to car. There was a drive-through procession for churches. They have, they, they have taken the Constitution with a smile on their face, looked us in the eye, and taken a big old dump right on it while we can do nothing but watch. That's, so I'm like, you know what? Like. I'm not going to support them. That's what's changed about what's going on right now. So when I see Maisie Hirono, when I see Merkley or whatever his name is, and they're lying and they open their mouths and just human diarrhea, just diarrhea sprays out all over the cameras. I'm like, get these people out of there. I've had enough of this. Right now, you've got Republicans who, in my opinion, many of them are just total garbage. 
But at least they're they're bending the knee to the populist wing of the Republicans for now. Not all of them. I do not like Lindsey Graham. I do not like Mitch McConnell. There are some there are some younger Republicans who are coming in. Trump is certainly not a Republican. He's a weird insurgent populist candidate who's come in and he's made, made a bunch of changes. That's why they don't like him at all. Absolutely. And there's been a bunch of Republican retirements. So I look at the Republicans and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like these guys, but they're not doing a whole lot. The Democrats are whiny babies having a temper tantrum. And when they couldn't get their way, instead of having a reasonable debate and asking for the support of the American people, they sicked their attack dogs Antifa and then defended them in court, or I'm sorry, in Congress. They, well, literally in court when the AG from, from uh, Oregon sues on their behalf. And then the state's like, you have no right to sue on their behalf. I kid you not. The AG sued on behalf of these far left extremists. Amazing. And then the judge said, you have no standing to sue on their behalf. And they're like, well, you know, just fine, whatever. And stormed out. I'm like, these people have lost their minds. Clearly. Ted Wheeler went out and joined them. And they were screaming and booing at him, telling him to resign. He still, he joins them. So I, I've had enough of this, dude. Yeah, it's, Wheeler the, scares me, man. These, these people are absolutely just going to burn everything to the ground. That's what they're doing. So I'll tell you what. That's why I think, you know what? Maybe this Durham thing really has something to it. It does. For sure. I mean, they're, they, all these people that are in charge, they're probably listed in this report. They're probably the ones that are going to burn themselves. So who cares about the country? Sure, yeah, figuratively burn. <laughs> you know, but who cares about the country if they're going to get arrested and go to jail for the rest of their lives? Exactly. Why, why would they care? They've got money. They're using every single thing at their expense to make it happen. So, so here's what Andy No said. All right, Maisie Hirono stated numerous times at uh, at a hearing on Antifa today. They've killed no one. In 2019, Antifa militant Charles Landeros launched an attack on a school resource officers and got himself killed. Willem Vance Bronson, Vance Bronson firebombed ICE, getting himself killed. In both circumstances, they tried to kill people. Yep. This first guy, try, he pulled out a gun, they threw him down, and they put a bullet in his head. So I'm sorry, man. It, it's to me, it's frankly absurd that you're going to be like, Antifa never killed anybody. Yeah, but not for a lack of trying, just because they're really bad they're at what bad they do. It. doesn't mean they're not dangerous psychopaths. But he mentions Connor Betts, who posted tons of pro-Antifa stuff all over social media accounts and then went on a mass shooting spree, killing several people. He killed nine people. They mentioned a bunch of other uh, points in this post, but I'm just going to show you this. The FBI has opened 300 domestic terror investigations as a result of the riots. Attorney tells Capitol uh, hearing on Antifa. The U.S. attorney revealed stats at Antifa hearing chaired by Senator Ted Cruz. But Antifa is not a real thing. You know, it's funny. There's a, there's a specific Antifa cell that says, here's the date we were founded, and if you want to become a member, it's closed. Send us an email, and we'll consider you. Hmm. I thought Antifa didn't have members. Isn't that what they said? It's not a real thing? They lied. Yep. So it's like, it's, it's a, they're franchises, basically. They have leadership. Yeah, that's they have, a good way of putting it. It, it is. Yeah, Perfect. It's a franchise. Yeah. yeah. So there are leaders. There are members. You can join, and they cooperate with each other like a franchise does. And then the, and then the Democrats are the ones that are defending it. How insane is it that we can literally have these extremists? Do you see what happened today? Uh, happened the other day in Seattle? What? Some some of these far left, you know, Black Lives Matter people tried going to the Seattle police chief's house, oh, and yeah. then the SUV blocks the road. They get out with guns, mm-hmm. and and they're like, "We're just peacefully assembling," and they go peaceably assemble somewhere else. No, and they said, you know, you're peaceably assembling because I got a gun. <laughs> the, the first th- the first thing they said was go peaceably assemble somewhere else. And then they were like, dude, we're peaceful protesters. And you pointed a gun at us. And she goes, that's why you're peaceful. <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, man. <laughs> Love it. I'll tell you what. Freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom from consequence. 
And what these leftists like to say all the time is the First Amendment protects you from government intrusion. <laughs> it, it, when somebody cancels you, it's them showing you the door and saying, there's the way out. So let me make it clear for everybody. The government didn't show up and kick these people out and say you can't protest. It was just people because freedom of speech means freedom doesn't doesn't mean freedom from consequence. Right. right. So if you want to engage in violent riots around the country for almost three months and then when you try showing up to a residential neighborhood, they, they come out, jump out with rifles. You can't go. It's not fair. Help. I'm being oppressed. No, I'm sorry. They didn't work for the government. These are just regular people telling you they are tired of your BS and showing you the door. Called that months ago. Yep. Well, I look forward to people protecting their communities, you know, not not taking this lying down. Now, the the important thing in all of this, first and foremost, is peace in the literal version, nonviolence, like the last thing anybody I'll tell you what, man. To all the people, and I've seen people laugh about like, I'd love to, I'd love to see what happens if they came to my place. Oh, I'll show them what for. It's like, bro, you don't want violence, man. You no. know, you don't get it. These, uh, there's a lot of people who are tough guys on the left and, and on the right. Um, you know, I, I say, I say that in that way because the right isn't the one going out constantly looking for fights. It's Antifa. They think they're tough guys. Yes, they do. So, but in reality, there are, you know, you know, tough guys on the right too. You know what happens? As almost every time, unless you're, you're a, 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 a psycho, psychopathic murderer, I've seen these people, man, you think you're all tough until you actually hurt somebody and then they're like panicking and their their heart palpitations and they're sweating bullets and they're begging like, man, I wish this didn't happen. There, I've seen a lot of, you know, there have been experiences growing up on the south side of Chicago where people want to talk big until they realize what it really means to hurt somebody and how that affects you, how that affects your life. And, and you do not want this, man. You do not want violence. What we want is the tradition of you know, you know, we almost even have like a revolution every two to f- two and four years when we swap out politicians and have new, you know, government officials come in with new negotiations. It's, it's actually pretty incredible that we can maintain this. That's really what we want. We've got a problem right now with these far left intersectionalists. It's an overt white supremacist ideology. They just have guilty consciences. And I, I kid you not, Sargon brought this up. The Robin D'Angelo woman straight up says she is a racist. They all do. Yep. Like these progressives will tell you they're racists. Like, wow. They, they're admitting and, it. And Marxists. Yeah, they're, they're overtly racist. They say they are. They literally will tell you that. And it's like, then why would you take their advice when they say repeal civil rights law? Right, exactly. That's the craziest thing to me. So this, whatever this fringe ideology is that wants to rewind the clock, this reactionary ideology that wants to bring us back in time to the 1950s, these people are insane, literally. So we need to stop it. And we stop it in the best way possible by standing up, speaking out, you know, resistance quitting your job if you have to like that woman from msnbc to be you know and to be just to make sure it's clear she's talking about all media all of it all yep. these big media networks including fox news she, she she posted a follow-up saying you know fox news published this clickbait thing about her working for msnbc and she's like it's all the same they couldn't they couldn't help themselves so this is what you do you you be brave like uh i'll, t- I'll tell you what you can do I, I, and i mean this a lot of people have asked me what can we do let me stress one important point, and then, I'll, and then I'll tell you what you can do. A lot of people want to know how to fight back, and a lot of people start talking about riots and protests that does not, uh, riots, riots don't work, nope. violence don't, and, we, and we're learning this now because Trump is doing better in the polls following all the rioting. People are freaking out and getting angry, and they're asking for help. That's entirely predictable. Opposition to Black Lives Matter is skyrocketing, clearly showing that the stupidest thing you can do is engage in violence. It, it really is. And I'll tell you what else you can do. You can go to Project Veritas 
and you can send an email to James O'Keefe and you can expose these companies that are doing wrong. You can you can talk to him and you can you can blow the whistle. You can do, you know, within within whatever legal channels, you know, keeping everything clean, peaceful and legal. You can expose this. And that's how our system works, because this country is full of people who love love this country. They're rational, reasonable, and they want to live in peace. So if you come out, let's say you work for one of these big companies and you know they're doing wrong. Like this woman who worked for MSNBC, man, she's she's like tripled her followers. She's got everybody hitting her up. Everyone's writing about her. She'll probably there's, there's probably going to be like some new startup that's going to let her write the journalism she's wanted to write now because she she, she spoke up about it. That's I hope what, so. That's what we need. Yep. So imagine you work for any one of these companies and you get some document and you know that they're about to do something that is a violation of ethics. You can go talk to Project Veritas and you know that they'll publish your story and they'll and they'll give you the platform to speak and expose this. And they've also run run GoFundMe's for their whistleblowers. Yep. And they've even hired some of them. So I can't guarantee anything, man, but you got to be brave. And that's what they say. I love how they try to attack Project Veritas over and over again. They did this hearing on, um, you know, big tech and censorship. And the journalists all say, without evidence, there's no evidence. Right wing conspiracy theories. You literally have whistleblowers publishing documents and video from inside these companies. Yep. And, and with Project Veritas being like, yeah, actually, I worked there. I said this happened. Here's a video of it happening. And here are the emails where they ask for it to happen. Yeah. And the journalist goes, hmm, like I said, no evidence. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you know what? Yep. These people are going to lie. But that's you, what you can do is you can go out because people are listening to what Veritas is saying. You know, uh, pe- you, we talk about this stuff. Be brave and call it out and slam the insanity. Otherwise, you're going to end up like at some point what's going on in Louisville with these Black Lives Matter groups going to the businesses and saying, you know, give us money or else. Yeah. And then smashing a potted plant. I know that's so mafioso. So something that I, I dawned on me the other day that I that I stressed out to the to the world, even if, if you don't want to get into politics, that's OK, you know, because it takes a lot to fully understand the whole political realm. But it is imperative that you know who your representatives are. So look at your mayor, look at your state representatives, look at who your congressmen are, look at who they are. So you know who represents you where you're living. If you don't know who they are, that's an issue. And you, you should go find that out. You should find out who's representing you and who's who's trying to run. And then maybe pitch in a few bucks to that, that person that you think should be and talk to talk to your friends, talk to other people like a political conversation needs to be brought back into the the norm. We we should be talking about who's our leaders, who's actually leading us. So, you know, if you don't if you don't want to get super political, I get it. But at some point, you got to be an adult, and part of being an adult in this country is understanding who represents you and who's making laws for you. Here here we have Adam giving this impassioned speech about knowing who represents you and standing up for what you believe in, being responsible and mature. And the chat's all like, we only need 4,000 more likes for the MAGA beanie. <laughs> oh, so they're still going at it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're pumping themselves up down oh, there. Oh, that's cool. It's great. No, I, I see a lot of people agreeing with me right now. Yeah, absolutely. Because, definitely. Because that's what needs to happen. So one of the things I was going to pitch in was that my mom used to help run the caucuses in the state that we lived in, which I thought was like weird and uninteresting at the time. But now as I've gotten older, I'm like, wow, she was like really involved in the local politics. And she knew a lot of our local leaders and we would have meals with them and stuff. And it was really interesting. So it's like, maybe you can get involved that way and help host some of the, the meetings that happen in your state. I see you brought yes. this up. I did bring up the Kaylee McEnany oh. story. She's a boss. She's great. Kaylee McEnany is one of the, I, I, as far as I know, the best press secretary I've ever seen. I agree. Under Obama, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was just boring nonsense. 
it was it was decorum. It was like we're pretending to do things, yeah. and the journalists pretended to do jobs, and it was just the stupidest either. whatever. Anyway, under Trump, it's been a bunch of different press secretaries. It's been a weird and wild ride. But then he hires Kaylee McEnany, and she is she's it's a like, rock. You know, you know, you know, she's unshakable. I, but you know what I think of? You, mm. you, have you ever seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Yeah. You know the fight scene with um, what, uh, what's her name? Ramona, the the woman. The same, which one? Like she's the girl that Scott Pilgrim wants to wants to date or whatever. Okay. She pulls out that giant sledgehammer and she's fighting with it. Okay. That's what I think of when I see Kaylee McKenney answering the questions <laughs> for the press. It's, and it's like her the the journal or not a beanie. No, it's a giant. So the the, the, the so. journalists are like, mm, actually, Kaylee, you know, defunding the police doesn't really mean defunding. And she goes, hold on, and she pulls out a giant sledgehammer and she whack. Just like, Boom. she's like, like smashing things. No, but what she really does, she pulls out a binder and she goes, oh, I'm glad you asked. Speaking she's of, got, she could do that. And we've seen the photo of her binder and you can look at all these tabs of all these different sources and citations. Yeah. And I'm like, woo, she knows she's got her stuff anyway. So, the, yeah, so today she, yeah. she had a press conference and she's talking about, you know, all these different things, calling, you know, answering questions. And right near the end, um, someone asked her a, a question and she's getting into it. She finishes answering the question. She goes, all right, now. I'm going to talk about uh, defunding the police. And just as she's getting into that on Fox News, they, they cut. They get out of there. They go back to the but do anchor. You know, do you know why? What did they say? I, she, I, I didn't really I, I didn't pay much attention to Fox News. I just saw that they someone pointed out to me on Twitter that 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 happened. And I was like, wow. Like, so what? And I actually was watching the direct feed. So I, I watched the whole thing through. And then I like someone was posting that fox news cut away and i'm like really like everything that she was saying was like legit like i had to go back and like look and and that's what these these graphs are here so yeah so adam posted the graphs so here's here's the important context we've got another really sad story we're gonna highlight in a second and i'm being very delicate with it that's why we're starting with the stats first okay kaylee and that that's why i wanted to bring up yeah good point yeah there's an activist who lost his life who was shame a leftist defund the police all that stuff someone shot him in the head Damn and so it, it's 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 really sad. And so this is why I think it's so important we take these stats seriously to understand exactly what's going on. Adam has these clips from they're from just the news. And this is so. So what is this? This is what Fox well, News it, cut away it's, from. It's she was p- posting these. You know, she's got the two screens on either side of her. She's talking and she was just talking about what defunding the police actually has shown to the cities that have actually done it. And here we have uh, the Minneapolis City Council member saying um, this is one action of many that we need to take on the road to a more equitable and just system that keeps people safe. And they unanimous they had a unanimous vote to dismantle the police completely. And the result has been a 94% increase in homicides compared to last year. Now, now first, I, I do want to mention, it's hard to know if these are directly related. However, in New York City, we can say yes. Check this because out. Because they got rid of... They got rid of specifically. Now, look, they say, I'll read this one. They say, defund NYC City Council cut police budget by $1 billion. The result is 177% increase in shootings from July of 2019. However, the defund resulted in in them reassigning 600 anti-crime police officers specifically charged with stopping gun violence. And then all of a sudden murders spike. And the people, locals in New York are saying, please give us these cops back. We want them patrolling our neighborhoods. We want them doing this. It kept things safe. Chicago actually rolled out a new unit to deal with gun violence. Crime went down. Wow. Who would have thought? Mm. I'll tell you what, man. I am not the biggest fan of a lot 
of what we see from police departments. Agreed. I think it is fair to say that we can have respectable reform discussions. And respectable is the important part because when you treat, it's, it's ridiculous to me how people treat cops in, as a whole as, you know, bad. There are a lot of bad cops, especially with all the unconstitutional edicts that's been going around and the arrest of small businesses and the seizing of weapons. Not a fan of these. And I think people should call them out. But the institution of policing itself is fine. I've, I've, I've had slightly more negative experiences with police than positive. And I'm not immature enough. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm mature enough to recognize, well, I know they, they do their thing and you gotta, it's, 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 it's a part of how the system works and society works. I would say 80% of my interactions with police have been solid. And I, and I personally know policemen and they're great people. Smaller towns, the better, in my opinion. I met, I mean, I li- we both lived in New York and I had good experience with cops in New York also. Yeah, the cops. I've had, I've had bad experiences also, but okay. Right. There's bad people out there. There's good people out there, you know? I've had bad experiences with the, the, the clerk at Dunkin' Donuts once. Yeah. I've actually had more negative experiences Seriously. with like Starbucks than I've had with cops, to be there, honest. There you go. It's, it's a thing that people don't understand, but I think it has to do with the, the police the police authority. Like, you know... How much, think think about a, a restaurant you've gone to, like a fast food restaurant. You've had negative experiences, man. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, there was one one McDonald's I used to go to. They got order wrong every single time. It was frustrating. They'd argue with me. They would refuse to correct. And you know, yeah, I didn't I didn't call for abolishing McDonald's. <laughs> I get it though. Police are, are well. Maybe you should have, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but it, but it's fair to say the police you can't just get rid of. You, Not you know, optional. You, you can't stop going to the police. You have your local police department. And so I think there's there's reform discussions that are fair. What's insane to me is that they pull the trigger before having actual discussions. Well, like what's going on in Seattle? You know, they're they're getting rid of the police. They're abolishing the police, right? I think that's what they voted for. So, but well, no, they, they they issued the bill so far. I okay, think. so yeah. so it's it's up to you know whether it passes or not. We won't know yet, but it's regardless. They're they're putting into place community led counselors what else what is exactly are they doing i don't remember exactly what their plan is to, to replace the police yeah with uh, gender affirming praxis well I'm, certain, I'm not kidding i know i know we we talked about it the other day so some of the things i disagree with uh, as far as what they're replacing the police with but a lot of the things that they're doing are actually legitimate and so i don't understand why they want to get rid get rid of the police and and why wouldn't they try rolling that in because when that right. comes in and if that works then they can defund the police but we're seeing people are getting killed no, no, no. It sounds like what you're saying is fund the police. I am. Think about it. Absolutely, I am. You take yep. the cops you have now, all right? Here's what Chicago did. They created a new unit called the Critical Incident Response Team, specifically dealing with protests, riots, First Amendment issues. Crime has gone down. I'm not going to pretend like all these cops are doing perfect jobs, but that's what's happened so far. Yep. So th- the point is, if you get a bunch of cops who are, who are specially trained and you have, let's say you want gender-affirming praxis social workers, whatever you call it. They literally called it, you know, what is it called? Gender affirming practice, practice yeah. or whatever. Let's say you want that. Okay. You give more money to the police. <gasps> but wait, they create a gender affirming praxis unit. Mm. And, right. and now when specific incidents happen, they will send those officers out. Boom. It's that simple. That's what and I'm that's saying. What, that's what I've talked about, talked about with like a civil guard, perhaps. Yeah. And it's not too dissimilar to what a lot of people are saying with social workers or whatever. I think the problem is, People come out and say, why don't we have social workers respond to homeless calls and to mental illness calls and stuff like that? That's a really good idea. We should add a mental health care response unit to our local police departments or at least one specialist who can direct and be in charge of specific incidents and help reduce, you know, the use of lethal lethal force, loss of life. 
The last thing we should do is be like, I know, let's get rid of all the police and replace them with a bunch of healthcare workers. <laughs> yes, the bank is being robbed and they walk up wearing their pink, you know, polo shirt saying, we just want to talk to you. Are you OK? Bang, bang, bang. Right. And they run away. Yeah, no, terrible. They're defunding. The, they're defunding the police. They're getting rid of these units. That's what they've done in New York already. OK, we we shouldn't be voting to abolish police. We should be voting to create the, the things that people think will work and then talk about reassessing how we're spending money on police and whatnot. But it's 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 like we talked about before. You have you have malpractice lawsuits with doctors. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot. Abolish doctors. Right. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> no. By their own logic. Why not? Right. Yeah. That's that's why they want to get rid of the police. And huh? and I'll tell you what, man. People say, yeah, but cops do all these wrong things. You know, listen, I understand you get mad at cops for giving you tickets. You get fines. Yeah. You get, you know, stopped or whatever. It can be annoying. And I do think that there are some cultural issues in, in many departments. We've seen it. But mean, there's also the fact that the media shoves down all of the the, the worst of the, the worst, the worst of the worst stories that come to light. And that's all that they push is they're they're pushing uh, terrible stories. And that's it, because that's what gets the clicks. I know people who hate their do- who like who hate their local doctors. Yeah, they, they want to go somewhere else. Same thing with schools. I had a bad teacher. Abolish all schools. OK, no, 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 no. Hold on. We can do other programs to fix schooling without just shutting the schools that down. Seems, School uh, choice. Yeah, yeah I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's, let's pull this story up. Yeah. Because this is, this is, this man, this is kind of horrifying. Uh, this is sad. Mm-hmm. Student activist killed in shooting weeks after protesting police presence in CPS, Chicago Public Schools. Caleb was a son, a brother, a community organizer, and a neighbor. His light potential had been extinguished at the hands of gun violence like so many others in Chicago. All right, I'll tell you what. This is, this is so popping sad. up. A lot of people, there's a lot of mean people on the internet, man. Yeah, there is. And they're gloating about this and they're, they're you know, serve you right, blah, 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 nasty stuff. Nah, man. Pe- when people lose their life, it's sad. Always. Always. If this dude had, you know, legitimate points about not wanting cops in certain areas, yeah. I'm willing to hear what he has to say. Definitely. The fact that he lost his life, I think, is a horrifying tragedy. And now I don't get to hear what he has to say. Yeah. I can look back at his old, old comments. But I will say, this does show, in my opinion, there is an importance to not abolishing the police, to yep. put it simply. Yeah. Chicago's got serious problems with gun crime. Definitely I mean, does. it's not even, I don't even need to say it. They call it Chirac. So this dude, man, this is sad. They found him lying on the ground. Like, why would, why would someone do this, you know? It's, 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 yeah, man. Let me read a little bit. A student leader with a youth activist group that has been prominent in the push to remove police from Chicago public schools died Sunday morning after he was shot two days earlier in the West Rogers Park neighborhood. Caleb Breed, a 17-year-old junior at Mather High School on the north side, just weeks earlier had spoken about his traumatic experience with officers at his school at a news conference with public officials ahead of a Board of Education vote on a $33 million contract with the Chicago Police Department. Late last week, officers found Reed lying on a sidewalk about 1 p.m. Friday in the 1900 block of West Granville Avenue, authorities said. He had been shot in the head and was taken to St. Francis Hospital in Evanston, according to Chicago police. Reed died at the hospital at 6.40 a.m. Sunday. According to the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office, police have not announced an arrest. Reed was a student leader with the group Voices of Youth in Chicago Education, which has been one of several student groups advocating for the removal of officers from CPS. Voice coordinator Maria DeGio said Reed was a dynamic and fearless young man who did everything he could to teach people how to love and value black lives. He was also the heart and soul of a campaign to remove police officers from Chicago schools. They didn't find him in a school. All right. But I'll tell you what. 
this is just another story. And the reason I want to highlight it first and foremost is to say, you know, with all due respects, man, Sounds, being from Chicago. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to hear it. I think, I think anybody who wants to fight for what they believe in peacefully, like this guy was speaking up and doing his thing, I, I respect that 100%. And I am, I am deeply angered and troubled by what's been going on in Chicago for so long. One of the reasons why I don't want, ever want to live there again. Sounds and like have, a really amazing guy, to be honest. And they have serious problems with gun violence. And if, if there's anything that comes out of this, I think we can point out two really important things. Chicago has a horrifying history with their police. John Burge. Read that story about that guy, man. Crazy. Yeah. But also, you got gun violence problems, man. And I shouldn't have to be reading a story about an activist advocating for, you know, police reform or, or whatever, removing police from the schools, hearing the story. He did not die in a school. So let's, let's make sure that's clear. It's not an instance where he was like, you know, abolish all the police. He was saying, keep, get the cops out of CPS according to the story. And then he was found dead some, somewhere else. Yeah. What, 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 the reason I'm highlighting this is just to point out there are good people who don't deserve to die. I mean, people, in my opinion, don't deserve to die. And we, in certain circumstances, I think, to be fair. But here's a story about a dude who should be alive right now. Why was his life taken? And what are we going to do to make sure it doesn't happen again? And I hate to say it, but this means properly trained and well-funded police. Absolutely. It does. It absolutely does. I completely agree with you. And it means if we have bad cops, we need to reform these things. Chicago, I mentioned this several times, had to disband a police unit that was invading people's homes and robbing them. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago's got problems, man. That's yep. why I look at this and I'm like, dude, this is what we need. We need to fix police, not abolish police. We need to fix the union system because that's also a big problem. And we got to fix the if, if they get fired for being a ca bad cop, they shouldn't be able to be a cop anymore. Period. We got to fix that. There's definitely and issues I think, that, that are out there that we have to fix. And I think we also need, I think there is a serious problem. It's a class issue of people who don't know how to deal with police in, in terms of like when you're getting stopped, you're getting detained. Yeah. I hear all the time from these lefty, lefties, they weren't reading, they arrested me and didn't read me my rights. And it's, it, do you know anything about police? That's, that means nothing. It means literally nothing. It, reading someone's rights is, is it's for their protection to launch a formal investigation. They can arrest you. They don't got to say anything to you. Yeah. These people clearly don't know anything about what their rights really are and the proper ways to deal with police. And too many people I see, especially you know, having grown up on the South Side, ego problems. Yeah. It's like the cop is, is jamming them up. So they would rather scream and, and yell and, and cause trouble than to be calm and reasonable and deal with it. But I do think there's a class issue there. In that, you know, I was lucky enough to have a dad who was a firefighter who told me, here's what you need to do when you're, you're dealing with cops. A lot of these younger people in Chicago don't know. And so they're like, don't you tell me what to do? No, it's even worse than that. We're seeing little little kids carrying signs that say F, F the police. Yep. And it's like they're they're like six year old children being told that carrying signs that say oh, we, that. You got to get the maga beanie. I, I know. I just want to finish this. <laughs> I, look, guys, I'm going to put the beanie on. I, you know, we're talking about something right here. So no beanie, no peace. The chats. Yeah, I know. I see it. Right. I see there it. But, there you go. But that's what they're being indoctrinated as as children yeah. to to hate them. You know, and it's like the the whole like hip hop is teaching it too. It's like it's part of their culture now to hate the police. But it's like. They're, they're there to protect you. It's part of the Democrats' culture to hate the police. You're right. I tell you, man. You're right. It's I the Democrats' culture. I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in a sparsely populated, low-crime area, and, and she's telling me, we got to just get rid of all of them. I'm like, so easy for you to say. Wow. You live in the middle of nowhere. Your, back, your backyard is the woods. So, yes, 
when you have people show up to your house or, you know, when there's crime in your area, you live in the middle of nowhere. You don't you don't notice these things. You have no crime. Well, it's not the same for the suburbs and it's not the same for the cities. So it's really easy for these people to say. And I'm like, and why would you want to anyway? You don't interact with the police. Yeah, well, they're bad. And I'm like, when do you talk to the cops? They're just talking about the, the media clips that they're, yep. they're sh- that is shoved down their throats from the media that just wants to portray the police as being bad to whip up emotions. And especially in an election year when they're all about to go down, they're trying to get as many people on their side as possible using emotions. Well, it's, it's like, backfiring. It's backfiring, yeah. And it feels like they're it's too late to turn back for them. So they're trying to lean in as far as they can and it's not working anymore. Well, how about we, we, we we'll grab these super chats. Right, well, I, I got to go get my beanie. I'm oh, getting my beanie, protesting, guys. Bro. I'm getting We're my going. beanie. No I'm beanie. getting the beanie. <laughs> no right. beanie, no peace. C- clearly, I want peace. All right. <laughs> yeah, man. Adam's going to grab the beanie and uh, we'll just start reading some super chats. So we have Gareth. Uh, actually, before we do, as Adam's going to get the beanie, I'll just wait a minute so he can come back. Smash that like button. You, you've already did, I guess, because we're at, you know, 30, 31,000. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you very much. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. We're live every Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Adam is going to gra- go, gra- go grab that beanie. And don't you forget it. Apparently, every time now it's become a thing. If we hit 30,000 likes, Adam goes and puts the beanie on. It's going to be funny when we just break like 30,000 likes in the first 10 night. minutes. And yeah. Adam will just wear the beanie forever. <laughs> so we got a tweet here from Gareth Green. He says, Pool, Sunbay, and Adam. Your description of the American Revolution yesterday was so inaccurate that I couldn't stand it. Unfortunately, I don't have the space money to explain here. So could I send you a message on Parlor with the assurance that you will read it? You can send it absolutely to uh, Adam at Adam Krigler on uh, Twitter, Insta- uh, Twitter or Parlor, but you can also follow him on Instagram as well. And you can follow me while we're at it, just uh, at Timcast on Insta- uh, Instagram, Twitter and Parlor, and of course at Sour Patch Lids L Y D S. But yes, Gareth Green. He's going to, uh, Gareth's going to send you a story that he's going to write to you about the American Revolution. Sounds oh, awesome. Cool, yeah. yeah. On Parlor. There we are, everybody. Are you happy? There's peace. Now. Is this what you is wanted? There, is there peace? Is there peace? Is there, well, the they, they haven't seen it yet. They haven't seen oh, it yeah, yet. Oh, yeah. We've got to give it a minute. It's okay. I, it, oh, yeah. There's been well, peace. Uh, the beanie is here. Uh, huh? Wait, wait. It's crooked a little bit. There you go. Center it up. <laughs> My there we beanie. go. There, there we go. go. All right. All right. All right. Let's read this. All super- right. Everyone's happy again. <laughs> <laughs> the protesting has ended. <laughs> All right. Let's read the super chat. Ian Hall says the acronym for Make America Great Again is censored by YouTube supers. What? Really? Wait, seriously? Just put on the beanie soy Jesus. <laughs> This can be split with the cats and soy Jesus only uh, only if he wears the beanie. Otherwise, it goes to Lydia and the cats, mostly oh, the cats. <laughs> well, he's got the beanie mostly on. Mostly the cats need a case. Let me get my, my hundo. Asian dude says that he is actually me, but he's endorsing Donald Trump. Nice oh. try, Asian dude. <laughs> Trying to get me to read that super chat. Maximum Casey says, one more like button smash for MAGA. I know MAGA comes in. Ooh, you know, 33. For, for Adam, I love you guys. Love what you do every day. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Ian Hall's, <laughs> they're all super chats demanding you put the beanie on. Like, hey, he if says, it works, Adam it works. Krigler, put on your sexy red beanie. We have done it. <laughs> all right, so that's mine specifically. Not yeah. 100. Oh, okay. Luke says, yo, that scenario with Hillary and Trump and the Durham report was hilarious. I actually laughed out loud. Love your content. Keep it up. Oh, man, you should let me just roll with it. I could go for like three hours and he write could. a whole book. Yep. He does. It should be crazy. Doobie McNasty says, someone allegedly gave me this $99.99, and I allegedly threw it at this podcast, then allegedly it, it blew up, and then a MAGA beanie allegedly fell into Adam's head. Oh, snap. Right underneath his headphones, allegedly. That's what happened. Allegedly. I'm, I'm tallying all these ones specifically for me <laughs> to put this hat on. 
I'm just, I'm just, just saying. <laughs> All right, we got a super chat here from Seth Adam. He says, I have a live and let live approach to life, but now it's time to stand up. My question for all three of you is this. Why do you think it's important for other libertarians, moderates, classical liberals, the silent majority to start standing up because a fringe violent cult is trying to steal money from small businesses? The governors are giving preferential treatment, violating essentially the Constitution in in every capacity. And I would personally prefer not to live under the boot of these fascistic, whatever you want to call it, Democrat lunatics who are complaining about Trump. And Trump barely even, you know, Trump didn't enforce any hard rules in the states. He isn't sending feds out to march to the streets. It's all lies. So I'll, I'll tell you what, I will take Trump's potty mouth over repealing civil rights law like they're doing in California. That's why it's important to me. Here, here. Well, you want to give you have, you have you want to give a reason? Do you have anything? No, I like that. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's what I'm saying here, here. Like I well, agree with you. Yeah. Well, I think that if people actually like freedom, that this is something that they should stand up for. That's it's like a no-brainer to me if you care about freedom if you're actually a libertarian if you're really conservative conserve things graf von Tyrell says what a crazy week it's been so far first the leak the leaked uh leaked body cams established the whole reason for the protest was basically a lie and now beirut happens yep it seems like that happens a lot right some big story will break (laughs) and it's like whoa this changes my entire understanding of paula wow explosion what and the narrative is gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Not if we can help it. Bill Clinton gets named by a witness. And then how many stories erupted right afterwards? And people have stopped talking about it. It's been a hectic day today. Bill Clinton was ID'd by a, wit- a victim yep. on, the, on, on Epstein Island with two young women. Oh, he was already on the flight logs. Now mm-hmm. he's been identified by two different women. No, no, no. By just, it, was it, was, it, two, it was two it different was, women? Oh, it was, oh, it was one Virginia, woman. But with, uh, Jufre. But it was. She said it was with two. Was women. it? It was Virginia Jufre. It right? was Virginia. Yeah. And she said two young, two young women. We need to get a hold of those ladies. Pedo. Bill Clinton, yeah. a former president of the United States, is on the flight logs and has now been ID'd by a victim, having uh, ID'd as on the island with Epstein, a trafficker, with two young women. This should be the headline of every newspaper. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm gonna try and squeeze it in wherever I can. Yeah, it should because, be the head. And then I don't understand why it's not. It's and then crazy. eventually they'll just ban the whole channel. And, you know, <laughs> we'll we'll uh, see. Live by the river. So, uh, so Daniel says Beirut was a peaceful fireworks display. Oh. Well, it was a much worse than that. Peaceful explosion. Indeed. Race uh, says 30k likes and Tim dons the maga beanie. Nice try. Mm-hmm. No, that's Adam. I'm already wearing it. He's a, well, uh, but this is older. Old, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, got it. Let's see. Gerg says, it happened, Adam. Starship hopped successfully yes. right when you guys went live. Ooh, I'm going to watch it as I soon know. As I can't we... wait yeah. to watch it. I, it's been Man. in the back of my mind. That's going to be amazing. That but was the every... super chat I saw in the beginning. I was like, oh, God, how did I miss this? Everybody who's, who's going to be traveling to space is going to be super ripped because you've got to be in peak condition for like, you know, it's these true. kind of things. Well, unless, I guess. unless Elon can, you know, artificial gravity with like, you know, spinning your ring in the center or something. I don't know. Bob and Doug, they don't seem like they're super ripped, but I mean, they're healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, maybe I was, I was like, maybe I'm exaggerating a bit. KX says, still willing to trade my virginity for your hat. I know huh. you said no the first time, but take this time to reconsider. I've never asked for anything else ever. So you kind of have to say yes. Still flexible metaphorically and literally. Uh, no. <laughs> my hat. <laughs> okay. No. No hat. No. Nothing no. for the hat. No. Priceless. Steven says, note the orange smoke in the immediate aftermath of the explosion. That's characteristic exclusively of hypergolic propellant, 
which is a liquid liquid propellant used in rockets. This warehouse was likely storing munitions and rockets owned by Hezbollah. That is speculation. A lot of people think so. Definitely. That's what the story is so far. Eric Wheeler says, Tim needs to get into bed with some intelligence agencies. Journalists is one ladder rung away from spy. That is actually true. Journalism is public intelligence and intelligence is top secret, like militaristic intelligence. Then you have private intel too. There you go. Commander 232 says, hey, Adam, you are correct about explosion directed mu- direction munitions. I was a 13 Mike MLRS rocket artillery crew member when I was in the army. And one of our rocket rounds that isn't classified is the GMLRS or Gimlar round. Oh, interesting. Should look it up. Skipper 63 says, look up Texas City disaster. We did. We did. Well, Adam pulled that up. Yeah, I, I did. We talked about it. Let's see here. We read those. And we have uh, Deswu says, Tim, you are doing fantastic. Please schedule some guest interviews even once a month. We are. The only problem is the pandemic. And that basically shattered the entire schedule. We did have guests before. We're going to be moving to a new studio soon. I'll tell you this, man. COVID has made it impossible to do anything. I, seriously, it is, man, for real. Made it really, really hard. They, I, I can't get into the details. Details, but, but, but we've got some cool guests lined up, though. I got really a couple cool. myself. I'm sure you two have got totally. a couple people. But once yeah. we move and we expand the space, and we're gonna have a bigger area and stuff, then we're gonna be having more guests come out. But it's gonna be, it's not easy because we are hoping to already have been moved into the new space setting up. But COVID is making everything move at a snail's pace. I'll tell you what. It was a year ago. I was planning on moving. What's and that then, one on top there? Which one? The one on top, on, to the left, top super chat. This? That one. Uh, this one says, from Curtis Maver, Adam, spin the UFO. Oh, that's what Adam, I if you have not seen the podcast of Ted Cruz and Bill Barr, it will make you laugh so hard. Bill Barr should be another deep dive. Tim, thanks for being the voice of the voiceless and connecting us together. You got it. No spin, no peace. I see you, I see you, chat. No spin, no peace. I see you, chat. I was going to spin it, but my camera got I know, I'm stolen sorry. away. I stolen. Realize. Alex Thomas says, Tim, go look up the videos of the explosions in the port of Tianjin, China from 2015. 800 tons of ammonium nitrate. Interesting. Judo Eagle says, I love Bill Barr, but when I hear him on the radio, I picture the revolting blob from Billy Madison. Interesting. Yeah, he's kind of um, dull. Gareth Green says, when will TimTube launch? We are actually getting ready to launch our own website so that we can host exclusive content and live streams and hangouts and stuff like that. Everything is being jammed up just because of, you know, the country's basically shut down. Now, uh, how, how, how long has it been? Six months? About what? March, the lockdown? May, June, so July, five August. months? Ugh. Yeah, almost six. Forever. Yep. Yeah. Grim Pickens says, I wonder how Derek Chauvin's wife feels after virtue, signal, virtue signaling divorcing him in light of this. Also, I asked you all a question on Twitter today about COVID case reporting. I think the reason they divorced, she divorced him, was to protect her from yes. the extremists. Probably. Because they were like, if she comes out against them, they'll leave her alone. And they did. He probably told her to do it. Although yeah. I guess she's being investigated for tax fraud or something. Oh, great. How insane. Yeah. No idea. Rundle Schmidt says, Tim, George Floyd was a felon. He knew exactly how to act while being arrested. Adam, spin it. I'll spin that's, it for that, you. That's true. And this was brought up by a lot of articles that if he had, and, and comments on Reddit, if the dude had already been arrested several times before, then he certainly knew what not to do in these situations. Yep. Jake M says, extremist leaning fascists can't fathom 
that tons of people their age despise them. Mm-hmm. Over 50K live stream viewers, there is no way this type of energy coming from the Biden voters. We are starting to win. Keep manifesting energy. I got to say, yes. we, are not, we are not a channel of you know, staunch Trump-supporting conservatives. True. Well, while you are absolutely on the board for the president. I, yeah, I support him. I, I think he's a good president. I think he's what we need right now. That do, doesn't make me a Republican. But here, here's, do, do we talk about being pro-life? No, Religion? We yeah, we don't Shady? talk about issues. Uh, kind of we do. We, 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 we talk about freedom for the most part. 100%. So, so the issue being is... Amer- being proud to be an American. Look, the other day I was browsing YouTube and I noticed some of these progressive channels getting like 120th of the viewership that we get here. So I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted that you guys, thank you so much for watching us and, and Joe Rogan too. And that's why, you know, I've pointed this out. It's great that we have them and it says something about the silent majority and the sentiment of what's going on in this country. However, I did go on a rant before saying we have all of this energy. We need more people speaking up. Definitely. Because if every single person, if, if if 50,000 people you know, who are watching this, organize some kind of, you know, sit in or, or march or something, it would be you, you it would, there's no way anyone could ignore it. You get everybody, you know, coming out. I mean, the media would try, but they don't have nearly this many people in Portland. They, have, they, they end up with like dozens of people. And then once the press comes in, you get a couple thousand. Well, we have just on one on our streams every single night, 10, 10, 20 times that there are more people who care to stand up against this. Yep. We just need people to stand up and speak out, organize, and, and get active. It's just because they're busy working. Busy That's living true. living their lives outside of their little internet bubbles that these people on the left think is everything. And they're very wrong. It's, it's easy to organize when you have nothing else to do. Yep. That's you know? exactly That's what an advantage. Meant. Thank you. Yeah. Gareth Green says, is Project Veritas your new sponsor? No, I just think they're one of the only organiza- organizations doing actual investigative journalism right now. I'd love to shout out a bunch of others, but it's Project Veritas. So I'll tell you what, I, I know James O'Keefe, not super well, but I'm confident that if you came to him with evidence of malfeasance, he would he would publish the story. He, I, feel, I feel like Cassandra does a good job too, the Gateway Pundit. She does, but they're, she's they're a little she, but, uh, out there. But. but Cassandra is, you know, she, she writes, she's biased. Yeah. You know, she, she writes stories. She adds uh, colorful, you know, adjectives and stuff. True. But I do trust her. I do think, you know, whenever I see her stories, I typically, they're, they're correct. You know, so for the most part, I definitely think. But, but in terms of like people speaking up, the reason I shout out Veritas is that yeah. James literally says, be brave. You can contact them for help in these matters. And you can. And, and I'll tell you what, if you can't find anyone to organize with and you work for one of these companies and you know they're doing something wrong or illegal or unethical, then through whatever legal means, make sure everything you do is always on the up and up. You can contact Veritas. I'm sure they can help you navigate that space. And I'll tell you what, I wish there were other organizations that I, that I could tell you would do this. But I'll tell you this, I know of several nonprofit news organizations, investigative outlets, that if you came to them with evidence that made the left look bad, they would tell you to go F off. Hmm. 100%. Jacob uh, Lickus, is that what it says? Says, you guys are amazing. I have been watching all of Tim's videos for a few weeks now and always watch the live stream. Who you guys think would be best to run for president in 2024? Nikki Haley, 2024? I don't know. Maybe, you know, know. maybe when the... uh, It feels feels so far away. (laughs) Here's my prediction. If if the Democratic establishment loses again, I don't think they'll be able to rebound in 2024. I think they'll be shut out. But maybe not until they actually get a real populist candidate. 
The only issue is that the populist left are socialists. So I think what might end up happening is when the Democratic establishment and the old crony establishment are just basically voided out and no longer relevant, you'll end up with the populist right and the populist left. And the populist left is going to be these, you know, white supremacists with guilty consciences, these far left socialist cringe insanity stuff. So I think 2024, the candidate that's probably going to make the most sense is going to be some kind of Republican. But we'll see. It would be really amazing if the Democrats just got rid of the establishment and we found moderate populism. I mean, actually, I think Trump is fairly moderate in that regard. That's so, I mean, c- center left populist that wasn't overtly socialist. Yeah. That, you know, actually had an argument a little bit with conservatives and we all got along, but disagreed slightly. You know, Republicans and Democrats used to overlap like almost completely. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, man, it, they turned it into a war. You know, that's what that's what we're seeing now. It's like you either you're on one side of the fence and that's it. No, no talking. I think uh, Tucker Carlson would be cool to, to have him yeah. run. People but were talking about I, that, and it's yeah, like man. I, he'd win. He's smart. I think he'd he's win. A smart guy. I mean, he, he's aware. He's obviously politically active because that's his job is to report on everything. But would he give up that multi million dollar? Not sure, in twenty twenty four. And 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 no. also his, his the the amount of power and influence he has. Mm-hmm. He could pick presidents. You know he what advises I mean? the president I'm exaggerating, right now. but I suppose. I mean, but that same argument, that's kind of what Trump was. Trump was, he was famous. He already was known. He already had a following. No, no, but Tucker Carlson has the highest rated cable TV history uh, show in history. Right. Specifically on political issues. Okay. So when it comes to, like, even right now, he's he's dragging these establishment Republicans as do-nothings. Yeah. And people are cheering for it. But they and are. And I, I, I tell you what, man. I agree with him. Though. This this is this is what I'd like to hear. And it's probably why I do get along with with Trump supporters and, and basically always have, because at least the city dwelling ones that I know and hang out with, we disagree on some political issues, mm-hmm. but they all hate the Republicans, too. I can't tell you how many Trump supporters on Twitter are ragging on Republicans for doing nothing. And they talk about specifically how Trump is, is facing these these bogus fake investigations. And where were the Republicans to defend him? Yep. They controlled all branches from 2016 to 2018. And what did they do? They rolled with it. Oh, I think the American people want Trump to be investigated. And now we learn it's all fake. Yeah, that's why I'm like, you know what? It's the establishment. I would love to see each and every one of these incumbents just gone. Save only yes. a small handful. Here, here. Rand mm-hmm. Paul, you can stay. Yep. Matt Gates, Dan Crenshaw, Thomas Tulsi Massey. Gabbard, but she's quitting yep. anyway. Thomas Massey's good. Mm-hmm. I can't really name uh, a lot of Democrats, to be Josh honest. Josh Hawley, yeah. Josh Hawley, for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah, it really is. There's more Republicans. And I think because the Democrats are facing the civil war between the far left, they don't know how to act. Yeah. And then the one Democrat I do like, Tulsi, who was actually willing to reach across the aisle and try and, you know, unite. She's she's out. She's retiring. So it's like there's no there's no Democrats left. There's a, there's a handful of Republicans. Everybody else just get out. Just, you know, you can there's the door. Go home. You're done. Of course, they're going to stay in and they're going to keep using playing these stupid games. But I'd I'd love to see, man. Just a great incumbent purge. They can all retire. You know, here's here's a nice, comfortable retirement. You get some new people in who are passionate and actually care. Some young bloods. Yeah, yeah man. man. Let's see. Uh, Jinx. One Shishin says, Ted Cruz and Dan Crenshaw, 2024. You know what's funny? I didn't used to like Ted Cruz at all. I didn't either. But he's really been stepping up as of late. He's been paying attention, and I respect that. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Following him too, yeah. I, cause I, I I followed a lot of politics back, you know, several years. And Ted Cruz, I'm like, mm, no, 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 he's no. Mm-mm. 
And then as of lately, he's been speaking up. He's been calling out the problems. He's been paying attention. Jim Jordan's doing that, too. He's he's pretty good at it. Jim Jordan is better. uh, You know, I think he's... He's pretty good. I mean, all but of I'm these, not a big fan. All of these recent things of I, what I've been seeing, even today with Andy No, like he, he asked him the right questions and got Andy No to be like, "You're absolutely right. Like they're they're right. They are lying. I don't know why they would do that." Andy's like, "You know, I don't want to think anything is anybody would do anything with malice, but it doesn't make any sense what they're doing." That's why Andy No is so dangerous for these antifa types. You're right because he he knows what they do. He lives in that town. He's reported on them extensively. Mm-hmm. Oh, extensively. he's probably the foremost expert to be com- to be completely honest. Yeah, and that's why he's their number one target. They make up crazy stories about him. They they manip- like if, I, I tell you what, man, you Google search him, you see crazy stuff. It's lies, 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 lies. Yep, that's he what he was talking about. Also, yep, yeah, because they can't have him telling the truth. They can't have him testifying. He makes them look bad. Let's see. The pool dork says, in true Trump fashion, I say to you, Adam, Tim, and Lydia, great job, everybody. Uh, great job. Everybody agrees. You're the best like nobody's ever seen before in history. Great job. Excellent. I like it. Excellent. Yeah. Gina. Hellfire Reaper says, love the show, guys and girl. Also, Tim, it's not that you need to be physically fit. It's that you need to be active and remain active so you don't lose muscle mass and bone tension before returning to gravity. Yep. Yeah, they do that thing where they have like the body harness and they bounce on the treadmill like in zero gravity. Yep. Crazy. Yeah, they were talking about it today. They had a press conference of talking about, you know, returning to Earth. It's cool. I would lose my mind in zero gravity. Would you? Yeah, because I'd be like, can I spend the treadmill all day? I would not like the feeling of just floating there. I think I, could, I would do very well in space travel. I think I could, I would, I would be a great astronaut. I need gravity. It's what I wanted to do yeah. as a kid. I still kind of want to. Yeah, I think, I think. It's about I would get like a less uh, restless leg syndrome if mm. I was just floating because I I've been skating my whole life I have to jump around I have to go out and run and it'd be brutal for me. All the gaming has has trained me to be able to sit still for a while. Look at this. Karina Muller says I googled Project Veritas wasn't familiar. Boy, what I was fed out the, out of the gate. Extreme right wing, deceptively edited videos. Oh, Not sure. True. None of that. Yeah. It's all. It's 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 the same thing. Here, here's the easiest way to, to break it down. Project Veritas is accused of being biased. And, they, and, and so I, I think it's fair to say that they lean conservative, but they say that they target left-wing organizations and stuff like that. But they went after Google, Facebook. I, I shouldn't even say they went after. They have whistleblowers who came out and blew the whistle on this you know, malfeasance at these companies yep. and, and journalism outlets as well. And I'm like, is CNN considered a left-wing outlet by these people? Is, mm. is Google? Is Facebook? Because that says a whole lot about what you think is really going on. But, but it, it's actually really simple. Everybody has their biases. I think cultural institutions are dominated by the left. Therefore, Project Veritas, if they go after Google and Facebook, they'll be accused of bias. But it doesn't matter. If, if these people have a problem with what Veritas is doing, then why don't they do the same thing? They don't. They don't do it. Yep. So all that really matters is... If you go to their website, as James O'Keefe says, they only publish videos of people you could see their mouth moving. So it's funny they say it's deceptively edited. It's like, but these people literally said these things. They try to argue it's out of context, but it's not. It's 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 a pathetic attempt. It's like go listen to it. How how does it take it how is it taken out of context? They're literally saying all of the things that they're reporting. I'll tell you I'll tell verbatim. you I'll tell you one specific instance where I found bias on the part of Veritas was that they had, well, I, I should say, I do think they have a bias. I think it's fair to say everybody does. It's whether or not they're being honest. But there was one report they did 
they had a bigger story than they realized. And I think they didn't notice because of their bias. Hmm. So they could have done an even better job, but they still did a fine job. They reported on Pinterest censoring a pro-life organization. And they actually had a bigger story because the, the evidence they received actually showed that Pinterest was censoring anti-war leftists and pro-life organizations. They had a bigger story about censorship. And, it, and if they reported on both of those instances, it would have been much more difficult for the media to smear them because mm. they could have been like, no, no, this is left and right, man. And that would have allowed for people to call out the BS censorship of the right and the anti-war left, as well as saying, look, they're not biased. They should have caught it. They should have. But I, I, I saw the story. I noticed it right away. And I reported on it and said, it's bigger than Veritas even realized. I'm not going to say that they did anything wrong because they didn't notice. But they can stand to do even better than they're doing now. I think they do a good, I think they do a good job. Of course, the media hates them. Banjax80 says, Adam, please watch The Enemies Within. It is a documentary on Prime. Highlights all the senator and congressmen with ties to communist, socialist, and Islamic extremist organizations. Nadler, Warren, Bernie, and many more. Yikes. Oh, That's it, weird. Oh, it must be newer. Hmm. Yeah. Creepy. The, the Coder Bro says, I launched a new social network called Patrolin. Would love, uh, would love you to, uh, to see you guys on it. You know, to be honest, I, I'm just, I can't, comp, I can't deal with all these. You know, so you know what I decided? We're going to launch our own website. Too many different social networks. You know, I just can't handle logging into all of them. Yep. But we're going to have our own site. And you'll be able to log in and it'll be, there'll be members, there'll be exclusive content, all that good stuff. We are planning on expanding to a very large facility with all this cool stuff and skateboarding and vlogs. We're going to do a mailroom thing. And we're actually recording a bunch of music. We're going to have like a music channel and shows yes, and guests. Mm-hmm. The new studio, man, we're going to have an area with like an even better jam space so we can actually have music guests come out. Yep. That'll be awesome. Forrest Peter says, keep up the amazing work, all three of you. I appreciate it. Jonathan Johnson says, thank you for being such a sensible political voice, everyone. It's great to see right-leaning folks who still support gay marriage and all that jazz. I think, but, but like, here's the thing. It's weird to say that now we have become right-leaning when, well, at least, you know, Lydia is, is conservative. Yeah. But Adam, before this, would be considered, I guess, default liberal. Yeah, I guess. Urban dwelling, you know. I mean, I support gay marriage. I, I support trans rights. I support pro-choice. Like, I, I am not yep. considered conservative in those key. I mean, it's weird because now it feels like the the Republicans are kind of coming around to those issues now it's it's kind of weird exactly I, you know it's like so i, I think about what a, a democrat is and i'm just that is not me i'm not a socialist i don't agree with a lot of what they're saying and and the funny thing is that they come out and i see these memes and they're like democrats aren't socialists dude and so my response when I, here's what here's what i think of when i see these memes i try not to engage with so many people on this stuff but okay great can you can you uh tell me the policies of the democratic party as of right now in their manifesto as to what they're proposing what is what is Joe? Can they even do that, or do they start telling you? And it's it's very socialist. These activists mm-hmm. can only offer up socialist proposals, right? So they have a solution. Actually, Bernie Sanders is a centrist. I'm not kidding. They call Bernie Sanders a centrist. He you openly Bern- talks about being a socialist, and 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 socialism is is farther on the left of the of the economic scale. So in the middle is mixed economy. The far right is laissez-faire capitalism. The far left is socialism. And Bernie Sanders is a socialist. So he is almost he is very, very far left. Yeah, that's crazy to me. And, and he can come out and say it. And they're like, no, Tim, if he was, he'd be advocating for like, you know, worker control of corporations. And I'm like, 
He did. He did that. He did that. He said the, uh, 20% of the stock should be owned by the by the workers. Like, what else do you want? The dude's a socialist. Yep. He says it. I'm, I don't, there you go. That's his thing, right? I'm not going to vote for that. But that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it so that if you're not a socialist, you're right wing. Okay. Well, I'm center left. Okay. Who am I supposed to vote for? I see right wing. Donald Trump is center right. You're further left than me, than me actually. Yeah. I know. We took a, that uh, test. I, I am. I am. I, I, I posted a video and said, turns out I'm a communist because I'm really ideologically far left hmm. and libertarian. Yeah, I'm totally hippie, man. Live on a farm, share the watermelons with everybody, get a bunch of chickens and just kick back with a piece of straw in the mouth. But uh, these people are authoritarians. And that's the big problem. You want to have your hippie commune, dude, do it. It'd be awesome. I, I think it's cool. I know, I know people who have lived in little hippie communes and I think it's fantastic and they share resources and they don't, tr- they don't have money or anything. But the people who want to force that on other people, mm-hmm. that's not, nah, nah, sorry, man. You can't do that. You can't force people. You're not hippies then. You're, you're evil. Mm-hmm. Virix says a terrifying thought. Uh, he says, non-citizens are allowed to vote and mail-in voting is the de facto method. What's to stop Dems from printing fake votes like money? Well, I mean, that's the, that's the problem. And if they're saying that you don't need a postmark now and you don't need a witness for your signature, it's just, you could just print out anything you want, just ma- just scribble signatures and just throw them in a bucket and they're going to count them. Yep. So I'll tell you what, man, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be like 2018. They're going to say the votes came in. It looks like Trump is winning, but we've still got several weeks of mail-in ballots. And then over the next several weeks, Biden's going to keep growing and growing and growing. And then he's going to, and then Trump's going to win. I mean, I'm sorry. And then Biden's going to have going to dominate the the vote based on the mail-in votes, like in 2018. Yeah, and then it's going to be like we've counted up 400 million votes total, when there's only 350 million people. Well, well, in America, cut them some slack. They're better at cheating than that. I guess. <laughs> but there, there 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 was a country I can't remember what it was recently where they had like you know five times the amount of votes as they had people, mm-hmm. and then the government was like shut up, and everyone was like okay, because they couldn't do anything about it, you know. Man, organizing is the most important thing, I'll tell you. Yep. That, that, that's, you know, it's like uh, I made the reference to The Last Airbender before where they have the Fire Nation imprisons a bunch of Earth Nation people. And I'm like, the only thing stopping these, these, you know, the only thing that makes someone a prisoner is that they don't have coordination between each other. If you've got 100 people and there's 10 people with weapons who control all these 100 people, if those 100 people coordinated, they would easily take over. Easily. But without coordination, then it's just one person against the 10 people. Yep. uh, Boise Brad says, today, Ted C. spoke about the Marxist BLM Antifa violence. It is curious the Democrats don't even care about how young people have been indoctrinated into anarchist and Marxist ideology. Uh, Are are you saying, is it curious? I don't know. I think think it's happening at a younger, younger and younger age, honestly. Ben Z says, Adam, this is for you. I was an infantryman in Afghanistan in the army. Early, earlier, you said you're proud to be an American, and I have not heard another person honestly say that in a long time. Thank you from another proud American. My pleasure. Here, here. My pleasure. Political Pothead says Crenshaw wants to stay in Afghanistan. Unfortunately, many in GOP doesn't get their base. Trump's GOP approval is 93%, yet 80% GOP oppose troops coming home. Yet 80% GOP oppose troops coming home. Right, right, right. I know that about Dan Crenshaw. I disagree with them. But I do believe that Dan Crenshaw has integrity and he's honest. And that's important that there are people that you're willing to support you disagree with completely. So, I, you know, I've seen the, the difference in opinion between him and, say, Tulsi Gabbard. I lean more on Tulsi's point of view of bringing the troops back. But they're both experienced, you know, in the military. And I respect it. And I think it's important to hear what he has to say. 
He's a good dude. That's all that matters. There are a lot of politicians who aren't good people and just want that money. So uh, I'm not all about that. But, you know, with people like Dan Crenshaw, I can disagree with them. And I really disagree on the issue of war. But I also defer to the fact that he's actually been there and I haven't. So, you know, what can I say to that other than if there are other politicians speaking up, you know, I'll lean towards them. But with that being said, we are now at that time where we go to bed because it is past 10. So thank you all so much for hanging out. Make sure if you haven't already, I assume most of you have, smash that like button. Maybe we'll break 40,000 likes before we get out of here. That would be fantastic. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the notification bell. We're back every Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. live with clips up throughout the day. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Sorry, Timcast. To, uh... Twitter, and Instagram, and Twitter. There we go. Twitter, Instagram, and Parler <laughs> at Timcast. You can follow at Adam Krigler in all the same places. And of course, you can follow at Sour Patch Lids. L-Y-D-S. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. Again, we're going to have massive expansion happening in the next several weeks, so I'm really excited. But until then, we'll just see you live once again tomorrow at 8 p.m. Thanks for hanging out.